sports now. It's all about the Chinese fans. Computer games, all about the Chinese fans. It's all about the Chinese money. And I am sick of it because the, the, the point, the principle of all of this, when we first started basically surrendering our core Western values of freedom of speech, you know, that the government shouldn't have so much power and influence us in every facet of our daily lives, which is a, a, a comedic stance, uh, but that's for another show. We, we said that, well, what'll happen is by doing business with China, we'll export our values to them. And the Chinese government will see, wow, the way that they do things in the West, the way that they do things in the West, right? That'll influence how we do things in the East. And it doesn't. You don't influence China. And what's happened is, not only have we not influenced China, we're letting China influence us and everything we do. And it's appalling. It's, it is beyond appalling. Now, as I said, I took a principled stance because I don't want Chinese money. I love Scientology. No, I'm kidding. I don't want Chinese money. I don't want it. I don't want it to touch my hands. It fucking, it, it, it's, it's, it's grotesque. And what they're doing, as I said, how many times do I need to talk about it on the show? Where it's like, okay, where do you want to start? You know, the, the uh, Uyghur Muslims that are getting locked up in camps. Remember how, by the way, the, the, the we're complaining about fictitious Muslim bans in the US and the supposed horrendous thing. and then these same corporations that peddle the myth the lie that is woke capitalism to all of you that they care that they have values they don't they're a corporation corporations do not have values beyond profit if they think they can dupe you in buying more of their products by saying orange man bad they will then they go and they donate to his re-election campaign that's corporations they don't have principles and that's why they take money from a regime that is literally putting Muslims in internment camps, that is literally harvesting organs from them, that is literally forcing abortions on women. Forcing them to have them. That's China. And they take that money, and then they come to you, and they go, hey guys, Listen, I don't know if you've noticed, there's this hairy stuff that's going on in the US and it's terrible and we don't stand for any of that. But what about the people over there? What about the people in China that live under the yoke of that tyranny every fucking day? What about the Uyghur Muslims that are being genocided? Yeah, but you, you know, it's the difference between making millions and making billions. That's corporations. That's corporations. And it's not, right? It's not the Chinese people's fault. I see a lot of stuff on forums where people, um, you know, they, they attack Chinese people. You know, you don't know what it's like to live in, in a world where everything is shut off systematically and you get a very limited drip feed of information. It's all pre-approved. It's all pre-packaged. It's all about how great the government is. It, it, you don't know what it's like to l grow up in that environment, to be propagandized from childhood. 
so yeah, some people do think the government's actually got their best interests at heart. Of course they do. People in China don't know who the Uyghur Muslims are. So I just want to remind you that for all bald esports man bad, I never took a cent from China and I never will. And I'll never go and do an event there. And I will proudly say on this channel, because Twitch is banned in China, right? I'll proudly say it every goddamn day. Fuck China. I don't want your money. I'm sick of the influence you have in my space. I am repulsed by every company that works in esports that cozies up to Chinese interests, especially Tencent, who are rapidly becoming as much, if not more, of a problem than the Chinese government because they own everything and we're selling it to them. I will, I will sit here forever and proudly say, fuck China and the people that do business with these people to make money and not stick to these supposed principles that they have. They, they, they disgust me. I want nothing to do with any of them. And that's how it is. And that's how it's always going to be. So, you know, you guys know me. Uh, and I've been talking about this for a while. And it's just hilarious to see it come to a head. And it come to a head in such a glorious, like, three-day period. Because here's what we've had, right? And I'm going to try and educate and bring everybody up to speed on this stream tonight. It's a fuck China stream. Seriously, double fucking fingers all up in your face, McNulty. Fuck China stream. And we're going to talk about everything that happened in the last three days, which includes, it's, it's like a Chinese greatest hits. So here's what we have. We have a South Park episode come out and it says fuck China, right? And, and, and fuck the American companies that do business with China. And, of course, now South Park's cancelled. Any And anybody to do with South Park. That's what China do. They just hit you in the pocket, you know? Keep in mind as well, I won't even get into how they've been stockpiling dollars. You, you can Google this in your own time. Look about how they can crash the American economy anytime they want. And then you wonder why everyone's like, fuck. Gotta, 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 gotta fucking bow down to our Chinese overlords. Also gotta love the fucking idiot left-wing group that are like, well, actually, the Hong Kong protesters are bad. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Love it. You know? Um, so we'll go into that. We're gonna talk about the NBA. Uh, the Oh, yeah, you can Google that too, kids. Uh, the M We'll go into the NBA stuff because the NBA, with, an owner foolishly never do this guys just if you work for a big company don't tweet about hong kong don't tweet about taiwan don't tweet about tibet because you just get got instantly it's just if you, you're lucky if you just get fired right but an nba owner comes out tweets hey maybe this for you know i liberate hong kong i stand with hong kong wrong you don't i'm afraid you stand with the nba who stands with chinese money so we'll get into that. <clears throat> and then, of course, because Activision Blizzard are the most vile and reprehensible games company and have been ever since Riot Games got got for fucking abusing women systematically, which again, yes, Richard was telling you about this five years ago, but don't listen to Richard Lewis, whatever you do, he's biased, right? 
It's not like maybe he has lots of friends in the industry and he hears everything. It's not like maybe he's been a shoulder to cry on for all of those women that were going through that shit. Because bald man bad, he doesn't have feelings. He doesn't do anything good for anyone. So no, it was Riot Games. Riot Games wholly owned by Tencent, by the way. Um, it's Activision Blizzard now. It's Activision Blizzard. And find me something. Activision Blizzard. This is a company that, I'm just trying to think of the last 12 months. Forget microtransactions, it's small potatoes. This is a company, by the way, where it was like, they were, did you remember the, do you remember the stuff about the Activision Blizzard pregnancy trackers for female employees that were put in? That were totally voluntary. It, it's, it, you know, yeah. And here's the other thing. I did a video on this. People have to pay attention. Do you think that this Hearthstone incident where what they did was Hearthstone Grandmaster winner goes on a tournament, does a winner's interview, says, you know, liberate Hong Kong with a mask on, makes him look like a protester. So they kick him off the tour and take away prize money he's already won and then fire and say, we'll never work again with the two commentators that did the interview. As if they could have any way known what was going to happen but gotta just gotta just lock it away gotta seal it get him in the gulag right activision blizzard I, I did a video on this they took black characters out of th their video games to appease the chinese market the same people by the way who were so woke in the american market same so woke we're so woke, guys. Diversity, inclusiveness, we must do more. But not in China, right? Never in China. We'll never use our platform to challenge their views. No, not. Only here, where we don't have the problem. We pretend there's a problem, right? To sell things, but we won't actually put our money where our mouth is and take it to a place that probably doesn't need it. Right? So, again, yeah. Diablo Immortal. There's a character in it called Witch Doctor. By the way, can I also just add, I don't want to sound like a social justice warrior because I hope you guys know I try and take a broad view of things. But there are things that annoy me. I wrote an article about this a long time ago in a past life when I was a games journalist. And it would probably get me excommunicated by portions of my audience. But actually, there are some problematic, I said it, depictions of black culture in Blizzard games. There are. Witch Doctor in, in Diablo is one of them. Why why's the black what why why's the black person gotta be a witch doctor? You know, just why? Think about that. Think think about the troll in in particular why why are the trolls running around speaking with Rastafarian accents that are clearly done by white people? Oh, die you go, man! Like, no, nah, dude, that that's fucking racist. Actually, like, sorry, I, I don't know how else to break it to you. So I'm just gonna go out on a limb here and probably say that Blizzard don't really give too much of a fuck actually about black people, black depictions in video games, and you know race in conquering racism because they're happy to fucking peddle racial stereotypes in video games when it comes to lazy writing but anyway they took they took a uh they they took the witch doctor character out of and we'll get to this later 
but just a spoiler right up at the front cards on the table why people weren't outraged about this i don't know so they they took a black they took the black character out of diablo immortal for the chinese market and a 10 cent employee came onto reddit and went yeah the thing is in china we just don't really you know we're not we're not really interested in um buying games for black people or what going to movies where the lead's a black person and to back it up famously they showed that example of the star wars posters the force awakens right where they had um you know the the western version which has um what's the name of the uh the the actor that plays the um the the stormtrooper that runs that runs away uh finn so they have finn on the uh yeah john boyega that's the guy so they have john boyega on the western one yeah he's just not he's just not being shown in china though on the posters you don't need to know there's a black guy in it china don't worry you don't need to know about that it might put you off spending that money you see and i'll show you that later so the idea, the idea that this is like, oh, this is the first time Blizzard have ever done something unconscionable to appease Chinese sensibilities is bullshit. It's bullshit. There you go. People in the chat looking at it now. Wow, they literally edited him out. Yeah, John Boyega just wasn't in that movie, according to the posters, guys. Don't worry about it. You see, the thing is, you know, Chinese people, you got to kind of tiptoe around them. They're the most in... Right, I have never seen a superpower be this insecure. Never. Never seen it. Never seen a superpower be this insecure about, um, you know, what what's allowed in their culture and how they're, like, depicted. There was, like, the under-23s soccer tournament, right? Like, uh, uh, an Asian cup where Korea beat China in, like, the final, took photographs of them, like, with the trophy, like, standing on it like this. And China complained, saying, you're disrespecting the whole tournament. They, they are, they, honestly, it, it's insane, the level of kowtowing. Everybody in the sports world, the media world, has to do with China. And, it, and it's just, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to watch these companies censor themselves and bow and scrape and then they lie to your fucking face they lie to your face and they tell you they give a fuck about all these important issues that they care about human rights and they care about equality and diversity they don't care about anything except rolling around in piles of money bobby kotick is one of the wealthiest ceos in america you understand he doesn't care about anything except accumulating more wealth. And he'll do whatever it takes to do that. And Activision Blizzard will do whatever it takes to serve that up to him. And it comes at your expense. Yours. You bankroll that shit. And what do they serve up in return, guys? What's so great about Activision Blizzard, I ask you? What's so great... The games have been getting progressively worse. They've butchered some of the intellectual properties that you've grown up with and you loved, which weren't that great to begin with. A lot of the, you know, let's not forget as well, Activision Blizzard, Blizzard, just on its own, I should say, Blizzard is a company that pretty much got rich by ripping off Games Workshop. Go look into the lawsuits there. But, you know, they put their own charm on it. They put their own spin on it. So y y you let it slide. 
you let it slide. And they made good games, didn't they? So you let it slide. And you knew everybody you worked at Blizzard, and you knew they gave a fuck, and they made revolutionary games that, like, pioneered the genre. I've been playing through WoW Classic. Still blows my mind, actually. Because I don't enjoy the mechanics of the game, but, but, but the world that they created, it's incredible what Blizzard was capable of when they gave a fucking shit, which isn't now. They churn out insipid garbage with loot box gambling mechanics shoehorned into it to fucking rob you all blind, to rob you all blind under the guise of it being live services or something. That's what they are now. They are a money-making machine. And if you're a money-making machine that doesn't go make money in China, you're not a money-making machine at all. So fuck you, right? Fuck you, the consumers. Fuck everyone that grew up with their games. Fuck everybody that gives them money. Now what we're really about is how many extra billions can we put in Bobby's bank account? That's what the company does now. What's that? Esports is big. Let's manufacture some bullshit. Let's do some outrageous things. Let's still not release a rule book for our league. Let's still not have a players union. They have a professional players union in fucking Fortnite. And you still don't have one in your franchise league. And why don't you have one? Because you're not interested in player rights. You're not interested in anything except duping the next moron VC company to pay $60 million for a garbage slot in a league that is dead in three fucking years. Congrats, Blizzard. We see through your shit. And I'm the guy, right? That fucking says this and says it loud and vocally and what's my reward? Oh Lord. Do I get a reward for this? Like why is every day for me gotta be like the passion of the fucking Christ? Just for saying how it is. Why? Is anybody buying this bullshit? That they're peddling. It, 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 like you know has it has the fucking has the blindfold been taken off can you guys see it now and they're all like this it's not just activision blizzard guys it's not just activision blizzard it's riot games wholly owned by tencent okay it's valve a company that hung a player out to dry because he said something derogatory about the Chinese language. And even though we've had Chinese players use racist language, no punishment for them, but punishment if you ever, 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 ever dare say anything offensive to the Chinese sensibilities. Which, by the way, I don't excuse. But you have allowed people to say Hitler should have eradicated the Russians. That was fine. You do events in Russia. Do you think Russians like hearing that? Do you think if you're a Russian and there are people my age, right, that have people in their family that were alive at the time of World War II that know about Stalingrad and things like that firsthand, do you think 
They want to hear about how it would have been much better if Hitler had won and eradicated all the Russians. Let me tell you, they don't. They don't like that, actually. That's grotesquely offensive. That's grotesquely offensive to the piles of dead Russians it took to win the war, a completely forgotten about part of history, because I'm supposed to believe Russian people are bad now because Hillary Clinton says so. But a player on a popular team, the most popular team, world fucking champion, said it would have been better if Hitler had eradicated the Russians because he got triggered in a game. What was the punishment for that? It was this. It was zero. It was nothing. He got, he got fined by his team. There was never, never even a discussion about him being banned from a TI, banned from a major, banned from any Valve events. Somebody said something about the Chinese. Well, holy fucking shit. The Chinese tournament organizer came out and said of Cuckoo, said, we can't guarantee his safety if he comes. If a tournament organizer says, I cannot guarantee the safety of attendees, you, as the developer, Valve, should withdraw. Gone. You never do a tournament for us again. Never. But it's China. But it's China. It's always China. It's always China with the special preferential treatment. It's always fucking China just getting away with bullshit. And the developers like hope you don't notice and hope that you don't fucking hope you're not paying attention. Well, you got to start paying attention. I've got a small audience. i got 1,000 of you. I'm holding court, right? I can't. I, I, listen, I think you're all on the same page. If you're here, you're in the right place. You have got to get out there, and you have got to start talking to people, and you've got to start not letting this shit slide. You've got to stop propping up companies that do business with China. We've got to stop doing business with companies that bend to Chinese sensibilities. You, it's it's on you. Like you got to go out there. You got to tell all your friends. You got to fucking put that WoW subscription away. You got to say like, hey, maybe I don't watch tournaments in China or on Twitch. Maybe I'm not interested from an esports perspective. You know, you've got to fucking, everyone's got to step up on this. It's fucking ridiculous. It's been getting progressively worse. Not better. And I know it's hard, right? Because it doesn't directly affect you. But you got to, you got to, $150 million from Tencent into Reddit. What do you think happens if you, what do you think is going to happen very soon? As they buy up more and more of the internet. Do you, do, do you think that you get to criticize China on Western websites if the Western websites are owned by Chinese companies? Do the math. So you've got to fucking step up now. And I'm doing my bit. I won't take their money. I won't promote their shit. I'm not interested in it. You'll never catch Richard Lewis shilling for Chinese goods and products and going out to events and going, so good to be here. The Taiwanese team, the the Republic of Ch China team, like, I'm just not doing it. Like, I'm, it's, it's just bullshit. It's just all nonsense. 
The whole esports industry is completely fucking skewed by Chinese nonsense. Lying about numbers, right? And the beauty of it is, all these games companies love that. They love it. They love being able to say, well, we had one, an additional one million viewers in China. Did you? Who fucking knows? Who knows? But it, we, we all know, because it's China, you can't get to the truth. So you just lie and you make more money off it. You just fucking make more money. You just lie to your investors, lie to your sponsors, lie to your partners. And you just get to do it because nobody can find out the truth. Because, hey, it's China. Well, we've been trying. We've been trying. No one's fucking trying. Y'all just sat back, counting the fucking money. Keep it coming. It's fucking China. Fuck me. What a joke. All right. We'll start the show. I think one of the first things I want to do is... Because uh, a lot of people don't understand. Hang on, I just realized I got like a fucking... Spilt some of my fucking egg or something on my fucking t-shirt, which is who gives a fuck. Um, uh, it doesn't matter. Let's do let's do the show. Let's do the show. Okay, what's up? Right, I think the first place that we need to start with is a lot of people don't even understand what the uh, protests are about, right? Now, listen, there's, uh, there's a lot of uh, stuff that's going on uh, with, with China and Hong Kong historically. I'm old enough to remember when Hong Kong was British. So, you know, there's a, there's a long history there that I'm definitely not going to bore you with. Uh, we don't need to get into all of that. I think there's a huge misconception that um, some of that uh, history is sort of involved in this idea. You know, you see a lot of people who go free hong kong liberate hong kong but they're 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 regurgitating the the hashtag right they don't really know what this is all about so um i'm gonna just give you the cliff notes because i think this is the this is an important part uh to start with so why are people in the streets you know, of hong kong protesting against the chinese government well incredibly it comes down to a, a very sort of a, 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 a murder case, one that's relatively obscure and probably some people haven't heard of, you know, and, and aren't aware of uh, what happened and how it relates to Hong Kong because it starts with something that doesn't have anything to do uh, with Hong Kong. So you had a guy, a piece of shit, I'm going to say, although it does stand to reason this is all ale alleged stuff. But back in uh, 2018, there was a 19-year-old guy who was from Hong Kong, and he went to Taiwan, okay? And when he was in Taiwan, he allegedly had an argument with his pregnant girlfriend and allegedly killed her. So, he returns to Hong Kong. And obviously, if you commit murder with, uh, you, know, if, if, you know, if you're a citizen of a country, you go abroad, you commit murder, um, and then you return to your country of origin, you get extradited because murder is a capital crime. So what would happen ordinarily is you would just get extradited. 
But there's a problem with it. And, and by extradition, I mean it's an agreement between governments that take you from one country to go to another country to face trial where you will be subject to their judicial system. The extradition is the um, removal of you from one country to face charges in another. It's um, what they were trying to do with Julian Assange, which we you know, talked about on the show before, but we won't get into that either. That's another nightmare. That's a nightmare for another day. But anyway, because he was able to get back to Hong Kong before he could be arrested in Taiwan, uh, well, he should be extradited to Taiwan, right? But there's a problem because China doesn't recognize Taiwan. China doesn't recognize the Taiwanese country at all. So China won't cooperate and extradite a guy who allegedly murdered a pregnant woman to face trial because they don't fucking recognize the country that he supposedly did it in. But this is the this is where it starts to get a little bit more complicated. Because Hong Kong has no extradition agreement with China. <laughs> so you see, China are saying well, listen, if you think this guy did something bad, what we can do is we'll deal with it, the glorious Chinese government, but you're going to have to give us an ex you're going to have to agree to an extradition rule as well. So the Hong Kong uh, head of the country cobbled together a bill where basically it was going to give China uh well, not just China. It was going to give Hong Kong the right to extradite people to any jurisdiction, to any country where they don't already have an extradition agreement. And of course, this would mean not just Taiwan, which honestly, Hong Kong and the Hong Kong people aren't worried about. It would mean China. So you would rapidly put yourself in this situation where China could say, hey, hi, Hong Kong. You've got some people saying some bad shit about China that are involved in what we consider terrorist activities. So we'd like you to extradite them. And because Hong Kong and China already have a fractious relationship, the worry of the Hong Kong people is that this would be rife for exploitation because honestly... Um, nobody even knows what goes on in the Chinese criminal system. Hong Kong, by the way, because of its um, sort of mixed history where it's been owned by, by, it was a British colony effectively for a long period of time. It has a much more liberal view. It has a much broader view of your rights within the criminal justice system than China does. So the extradition treaty, the prospect of you going to face trial for anything in China over facing it in Hong Kong or facing nothing at all is abhorrent and terrifying to most of the Hong Kong people. So this sparked uh, a lot of protests and um, the first protest was pretty big. A lot of people argue about the numbers the people who organized the protest said it was two million protesters uh independent um the, the police said it was closer to three hundred and fifty thousand. independent kind of parties place it somewhere between those two numbers and people took to the streets this prompted the bill to be suspended in hong kong and they said listen 
we're not going to do this, okay? So you think problem solved? Well, no, because in July, Hong Kong turns around and goes, we're not doing it now, but we definitely reserve the right to do this later, and we probably will talk about it later in the year. So this obviously has led to these rolling protests that you've got in Hong Kong because they don't want the government to bring in legislation that could enable China to extradite people uh, on a whim. So it's also acted as a bit of a torch paper for other issues as i said i don't want to i don't want to get into the history and the 99 year treaty but basically when britain gave hong kong back to china in 1997 uh there was this thing where it was talked about saying it was going to be one country but two systems that was the famous quote when we handed it over and this was basically an agreement that if it was you know when it was returned to China, they would retain all of the cultural things that they were used to over the past hundred years and things that the British had introduced. Um, but what started happening is that obviously China being China, especially with their new leader, they've started, in, you know, Winnie the Pooh, they've started impinging on Hong Kong's rights and trying to make them assimilate more into uh, the Chinese way of doing things. So there are a lot of people that feel that that felt that way anyway, and then with this extradition bill, that's what prompted all of the uh, all of the riots. Now the uh, is the issue that we've got moving forward is, of course, as this is playing out internationally, people are like, you know, people first. First of all, people don't know anything about why it's happening, and they don't understand it because the difference between Hong Kong and China to the average person is negligible. They don't know the history. They don't know the cultural differences. They don't even really know what's going on in China. But then, second of all, the the Western countries all do business with China, so everyone's super delicate about the idea of picking a side. Indeed, if you think about it, considering that this is a country that has had rolling riots for months now. Um, um, and had its first uh, police-related fatality as a result uh, um, just recently. Uh, it's had astonishingly low coverage, in my opinion, to, c considering how important this is. I think it's had astonishingly low amounts of coverage in the West. Uh, and this is very reminiscent of what happened in France with the uh, Yellow Jacket movement, for example. It was It was pretty much, well... We we've kind of championed Macron and 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 we always hold up the French uh, government as being one of our like kind of key allies and something that we aspire to be like. And right now the media is not particularly friends of the current U.S. administration, so we're just going to ignore the fact that fucking Paris looked like twenty eight days later for about two months. We're just going to ignore that, and you'll see this a lot. Um, that they just they just don't want to talk about what's going on in the world where it's fuck i mean I, i'm again i'm old enough to remember the arab spring right when the last thing the west wanted you to know was wait what we can actually rise up and overthrow our leaders if we don't like how things are going and the fucking 
the Western media were like, holy shit. Like, how, what are we going to do here? Like, we can't have people actually realize that. So we better, we better, we better keep that under wraps. And it was like going, well, these are just uh, small protests. And it's like, dude, they're fucking, Gaddafi's dead. <laughs> the, the mob, you know, like the, the West basically were like, yeah, we could totally get you out of there, uh, Mo Mob, but we're not doing that. Sorry, you're just, you're getting killed by the, by the angry mob. Sorry, dude. Sorry. You know, they, so, so uh, there's this weird thing that happens in the West whenever there's like p people related movements, you know, the way the word, like the way the word populism is kind of infused as if it's become a bad thing. Isn't that strange that we do that in the West anyway? Again, sorry, I'm getting off the beaten path. I promise I'll keep this streamlined. The, but the reality is they will not cover it. And it's not just that they will not cover it. It, it's, it's that they, they they also have their corporate sensibilities these news companies are owned by corporations they're lost leader parts of, of of the corporation so the hong kong protest is a very difficult thing to tiptoe around in the in the west because everyone wants to do business in china so let's uh let's get into um i mean that's all you need to know about the protests but let's just get into what happened in uh the mba situation because this is really what kind of lit the uh the torch paper uh to what we're talking about here currently um let me uh, just get you the i'm trying to see if i can get you the deleted tweet so anyway daryl daryl moray i think is how you pronounce it is the gm of the houston rockets uh and obviously the nba that's the basketball uh, franchise league uh, I haven't watched uh, basketball in any sort of capacity since the 90s. My, uh, um, the, uh, the the reality is, like, I, my, my franchise was the Seattle Supersonics. So, um, so I got fucked. I used to love that team. Yeah, rip. I got, I got wrecked. And then, of course, I was just like, well... <laughs> Yeah, no, I guess, I guess that's the end of my involvement with this sport. You know, because I mean, it was at, the, it was at a, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Camp, Shram, Faller, boys, you know, anyway. So I, I, I tapped out and I could never come back. You know, once you lose a franchise like that, you know, it's like, I'm out of the sport. Like my entire team fucking got dumped. Um, so anyway, uh, Daryl Morey, apparently people are telling me to say it. He put out a tweet, and it was a very innocuous tweet. But, you know, when I saw it, I said, I know what's happening. I said, this is bad. This, this is gonna, this is gonna be a, a Danny Delito. So Darren, uh, Daryl Morey releases a tweet. It just said, uh, something like, what was it? Fucking, uh, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. Fight for freedom. Stand with Hong Kong. That's what it said. So again, this is literally all it said. Fight for freedom. Stand with Hong Kong. Now, that doesn't uh, even criticize China in any way, right? I mean, because remember, 
the Hong Kong protests aren't just protesting the... Essentially, they're protesting what the Hong Kong government's trying to do. Yes, they're not fans of China for obvious reasons, but it's the Hong Kong government that are trying to pass the bill. So... I I, I am a, I am agog at how this uh, could be considered edgy in this day and age. Also as well, fight for freedom... I don't know. There's this little country called America, <laughs> which claims to be the freest country in the world. And freedom is core to its values. And I'm an immigrant, and I live in America. And I've read up on my history, because, you know, I want to, um, you know, I want to uh, be a citizen one day. So, freedom. What could possibly be bad about freedom? <laughs> well, if you say that you want to fight for freedom, which, by the way, isn't that what we're doing in all of those countries that have oil? Isn't that, is it freedom? You know, I'm just saying. So I would have thought fight for freedom would be the quintessentially American tweet. It would have been as, that's as American as apple pie. So, why would anybody have a problem with this? Well, of course, China has a problem with this. So, Daryl Morey ended up having to, like, and just look at, look at the, look at the insane reaction. Uh, one tweet from the Houston Rockets general man manager, Daryl Morey, set off an international crisis with China for the NBA. And he had to issue an apology for just saying, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. So he was instructed uh, to delete that tweet, had to delete it. Then he put out a uh, apology, uh, which, uh... oh, actually, sorry. First, there was uh, the NBA releasing a statement. And what was interesting was they issued statements separate for the Chinese and for the American people. So this is the American statement. We recognize that the views expressed by Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey have offended so many of our friends and fans in China, which is regrettable. While Daryl has made it clear that his tweet does not represent the Rockets or the NBA, the values of the league support individuals educating themselves and sharing their views on matters important to them. We have great respect for the history and culture of China and hope that sports and the NBA can be used as a unifying force to bridge cultural divides and bring people together. It is a little bit difficult to bring people together when one side of that divide, you know, so we're the ones, we're rolling out the bridge, you see, in the West. And we're going, hey, look, look at all this cool stuff. Look at like, you know, we only semi-censor our citizens. You know, we don't, we, we, we just, we, we don't think social credit scores all that, but actually secretly we love it and we'd love to do it, China. You're so brave. We love you. We love you. We wish we were like you. You know, that's that's what American government, that's what all governments are like in the West, but whatever. You, we just wish we had your balls, China. <laughs> we would totally do it. But anyway, we extend the bridge. And then on the other side, they go, nah, fuck your bridge. <laughs> we don't want it. We don't want any of your values. 
Now, if that bridge is going to funnel some money into our country and create some jobs and prosperity for our people so we can spin it that we did everything good, yeah, all right, then, yeah. Yeah, 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 you can have that bridge. That's it. You know? <laughs> that, that is not building... Br that is not bridging gaps. That is not educating anybody. So it's just a bullshit statement. Suitably vague, wonderfully Orwellian in its construction, in that it says absolutely nothing while giving the illusion of substance. Meanwhile, on the other hand, over on China, on Weibo, the NBA released a statement in Chinese. <laughs> That's just a little bit different. We are extremely disappointed by the inappropriate remarks made by the Houston Rockets general manager, Daryl Morey, who has undoubtedly seriously hurt the feelings of our Chinese fans. Undoubtedly. You know, there's not a single person in China, evidently, that could uh, agree with his views. Morey has now clarified that his comments do not represent the position of the Rockets or the NBA. Under the values of the NBA, people can examine topics they find deeply interesting and share their own opinion on matters. We have great respect for China's history and culture and hope that sports and the NBA can be used as positive energy for unity and continue to, ha to help build a bridge for international cultural exchanges and bring people together. So... Maury's apology, uh, in case you missed it, uh, I'll read it to you. Let me get the whole thing, because he had to fall on his sword pretty goddamn quick. Uh, here it is. I have always appreciated the significant support our Chinese fans and sponsors have provided. And I would hope that those who are upset will know that offending or misunderstanding them was not my intention. I have had a lot of opportunity since that tweet to hear and consider other perspectives. Guys, th there are no other perspectives on this issue. I don't want to sound I don't want to sound like blinkered in this. There is no other perspective to consider. There is a totalitarian government that oppresses its citizenry that if given extradition power over the people of Hong Kong will undoubtedly abuse it to silence dissent and protesters. Uh, the the opposite side of that argument is that it's good that China does this. <laughs> so there is no other perspective to consider, you see. You see, th this is one of those issues where there's only one right answer, guys. It's not like, you know, it, 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 it's like flat earth, you see. It, it, it's that simple. It's not flat. <laughs> and all the intellectualizing and bullshit doesn't alter that fact it remains a globe you know it just and it's the same it's like saying well i've heard these other perspectives yeah the other perspective is it's good that a government oppresses its people it's good that they leverage economic power to silence any form of criticism all around the world and now that i've heard that perspective i completely respect it because i've been allowed to keep my job yeah just easy isn't it so glad you had your other perspective maury and i do feel a little bit sorry for him but again you either believe what you believe um you know and obviously he's been told shit you're getting fired dog like you're f you're you're out if you do not apologize um 
and it, <laughs> but now you've he's had to completely walk back his statement. Fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. Except now that I've uh, taken it into consideration that actually what the Chinese government is doing is okay. Um, actually, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally good. It's totally good. It's totally good that uh, student protesters disappear. It's totally good that Tiananmen Square never happened, obviously. You know, it, it, now that I've had time to consider the perspectives of people that are just super wealthy and fund my lifestyle, uh, I realize it's all okay. I realize it's all okay now. So it's fine. Sorry. Didn't mean to tweet anything vaguely self-aware or critical of China at any point. Did, did, he actually literally says that. He said, I did not intend my tweet to cause any offense to Rocket fans and friends of mine in China. Why Rocket fans would... Why? I'm a Houston Rockets fan. What, well, what's your stance on the political situation in China? Don't have one. <laughs> just, like, just like basketball. So, yeah, but yeah, okay. No problem. No problem uh anyway so that was what was going on with the nba that's what sparked it this then led to as you can imagine just a, a fucking mangled bunch of responses just blah 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 like just people just quickly trying to throw shit out there to kind of paper over the cracks and uh make it so the damage that this was doing financially to the nba by the way is a uh as an entity, not to Daryl Morey, not to the Houston Rockets, not to American sensibilities, not to any of that stuff. Um, literally just to China. So you can see here, uh, <laughs> there was this response, uh, an open letter from the new owner of the Nets, Joe Tsai. And you can see here, open letter to all NBA fans. When I bought a controlling interest in the Brooklyn Nets in September, I didn't expect my first publication with our fans would be to comment on something as politically charged and grossly misunderstood as the way hundreds of millions of Chinese NBA fans feel about what just happened. By now, you've heard that Chinese fans have reacted extremely negatively to a tweet put out by Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey in support of protests in Hong Kong. The Rockets, who by far had been the favorite team in China, this is true if you go look at the metrics, are now effectively shut out of the Chinese market as fans abandon their love for the team, broadcasters refuse to air their games, and Chinese corporations pull sponsorships in droves. Fans in China are calling for an explanation. If they are not getting it from the Houston Rockets, then it's natural that they ask others associated with the NBA to express a view. The NBA is a fan-first league. When, when hundreds of millions of fans are furious over an issue, the league and anyone associated with the NBA will have to pay attention. As a governor of one of the 30 NBA teams and a Chinese, having spent a good part of my professional life in China, I need to speak up. What is the problem with people freely expressing their opinion? This freedom is an inherent American value, and the NBA has been very progressive in allowing players and other constituents a platform to speak out on issues the problem is there are certain topics that are third rail issues in certain countries societies and communities supporting a separatist movement in a chinese territory is one of those third rail issues not only for the chinese government but also for all citizens in china the one thing that is terribly misunderstood and often ignored by the western press and those critical of china is that 1.4 billion chinese citizens stand united when it comes to the territorial integrity of china and the country's sovereignty over a home homeland this issue is non-negotiable 
This is how they justify, by the way, the occupation of Tibet, uh, the persecution of the Dalai Lama, uh, the uh, refusal to recognize Taiwanese sovereignty, the punishing of anybody that refers to Taiwan as an independent country in any way, shape, or form. Um, this, this is, you know, obviously everyone in China stands united. They're not told there's an alternative. <laughs> um, and again, remember, this isn't even a territorial issue, by the way, the protests in Hong Kong, it has nothing to do with that. And everything to do with people don't want extradition powers being abused by a government that literally just renditions people and makes them disappear. A bit of historical perspective is important. In the mid-19th century, China fought two opium wars with the British, my kind of war, aided by the French, who forced a illegal trade of opium to China. A very weak Qing dynasty government lost the wars, and the result was the ceding of Hong Kong to the British as a colony. See? Told you you get the history in the end. The invasion of Chinese territories by foreign forces continued against the weak and defenseless Qing government, <clears throat> which precipitated in the Boxer Rebellion by Chinese peasants at the turn of the 20th century. In response, the Eight Nations Alliance, which was Japan, Russia, Britain, France, United States, Germany, Italy, and Austro-Hungary, dispatched their forces to occupy Chinese territories in the name of humanitarian intervention. The foreign forces marched into the Chinese capital, Peking, which is now known as Beijing, defeated the peasant rebels and proceeded to loot and pillage the capital city. In 1937, we all know, Japan invaded China by capturing Beijing, Shanghai, and the then Chinese capital, Nanjing. Imperial Japanese troops committed mass murder and rape against the residents of Nanjing, resulting in several hundred thousand civilian deaths. The war of resistance by the Chinese against Japan ended after tens of millions of Chinese casualties, and only after America joined the war against Japan post Pearl Harbor. I'm going into all of this. Because a student of history will understand that the Chinese psyche has heavy baggage when it comes to any threat, foreign or domestic, to carve up Chinese territories. When the topic of any separatist movement comes up, Chinese people feel a strong sense of shame and anger because of this history of foreign occupation. Now I hope you can begin to understand why the Daryl Morey tweet is so damaging to the relationship with our fans in China. I don't know Daryl personally. I'm sure he's a fine NBA general manager and I will take face value his subsequent apology that he was not well informed as he should have been. But the hurt that this incident has caused will take a long time to repair. I hope to help the league to move on from this incident. I will continue to be an outspoken NBA governor on issues of the importance of China. I ask that our Chinese fans keep the faith in what the NBA and basketball could do to unite people from all over the world. Sincerely, Joe Tsai. So, slight problem with all of that, right? Can you imagine any other world power coming out and saying well you can't ever really criticize any of the stuff we do from uh, that's foreign policy because we have this history you see like okay i'll use britain as an example britain tiny little island been fucked with by almost every uh, civilization on the planet at some point uh obviously had the british empire finally got its way to the top after being everyone's whipping boys for a bit did some heinous shit like all um imperial powers do uh, and then eventually just got wrecked and now we've got boris johnson so basically what i've done there is that's, that's not all of british history but you know if you had to explain it briefly 
That's pretty much, you know, kind of how it went. It, we're, we're at our all-time low point. When the Vikings were coming over and burning our churches. That was a better point for Britain than when we had Boris Johnson as a leader. That was actually better when they were just killing the monks, running them through, taking the gold back to Denmark. That was actually better than Boris Johnson. So, you know, I'm, I might have glossed over a little bit there. I might have missed out a few bits. Pretty much British history right there. But anyway, now, my, my point is, if when Britain had its illegal war in Iraq, where Tony Blair and George Bush got together and lied about 9-11 to the American people, to the British people, to the world, and manufactured intelligence to create a desire and a hunger among the populace for a war in Iraq that has been that was described by Kofi Annan as a illegal war and many others on the UN Human Rights Council as not just a human rights violation but also a war an international war crime if we release if anybody came out and released a statement that said but, but no, no 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 here's what you don't understand guys you see we had to move our capital city it used to be york which gets its name uh from jorvik from the vikings that came over and what happened was there's this there's this barbarous nation called the scots scotland and they just kept coming down and fucking us up and they actually ransacked york so we said we got to get our capital city as far away from the barbarians as possible and so we moved it down here so you see when you say the war that we're waging in iraq is illegal you have to understand that british people have a sense of territory and we have the right to do unconscionable things around the world because you know at the end of the day our divine right to expand our territory we were an empire after all is uh, is something we feel very sensitive about if any if anybody offered th this nonsense if anybody offered this nonsense we used to have an empire and we we actually ruled two-thirds of the globe and we miss oppressing two-thirds of the globe so we'd like to do that again if that's okay if we have if anybody offered that as an explanation to to justify why we invaded iraq or any of the other countries we continue to oppress to this day you would be laughed out of the room you would be laughed out of the room you would be told you are ridiculous because it is a ridiculous argument china is a world power and it has a responsibility to be how shall we say to be more diplomatic to think about its position in the world to think about the power that it can potentially wield and to use it where possible for as much good on a global scale and they're not interested in doing that they're interested in preserving their own interests and nothing more and that is something that you should be critical of that is something that you should criticize whether you're a chinese citizen um or whether you're just a citizen of the globe like me so coming out and basically saying um 
Oh, hey, what Daryl Morey said is deeply offensive to Chinese uh, people because they've got a government that limits their access to information and has presented a very one-sided account of history. So they think it's totally okay to oppress Tibet, oppress Taiwan, um, you know, to oppress themselves. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't fly with me. I, I think that's a, a ridiculous statement uh, that was that was made. And um, I thought this was interesting. There's a really good response here by, by just this random Twitter user. Normally, you know, I don't include the reply guys. Because you know what I'm talking about with the reply guys? The reply guys. It's like, you know, whenever somebody verified or somebody important fucking posts a tweet, they rush out and they reply and they're always at the top. And you you can usually ignore these people because they're fucking whack jobs, you know? But um, this, this makes points that I myself, there was some on this list I wouldn't even have thought of. It says here is the student history. Let me add a couple of things that Joe Tsai left out. Hong Kong protesters are not separatists. That was a point that I was making. It's got nothing to do with territorial integrity. You know, it just doesn't. This is about potential abuse of extradition powers by a, by a government that continually abuses any power it has and doesn't provide rights within the criminal justice system for its citizens. Hong Kong citizens are Chinese belying Joe's claim that all Chinese are against Hong Kong protesters. It's such an obvious point, it whooshed right past me. Because, yeah, let's not forget, not all of China supports it, because Hong Kong is now Chinese again. Uh, Hong Kong residents demand rights promised them by China to reduce hundreds of diplomats and their families who were besieged and being starved by boxer rebels uh, from the Qing dynasty could easily have put down but chose not to. And yes, they burned the summer palace of the Empress afterwards. Most regrettable and a war crime. Uh, um, hang on. Did they fuck? No, oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, they, I think they f he fucked up the order. Uh, that should be the next one, right? It wants, yeah, 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 it, well, whatever, I'll just read it in the order it's on here, you, you'll get the point, I think. Um, yeah, so it says here that it wants the Hong Kong government to respect those rights. They're also being asked to allow to elect their chief executive, something made possible but not mandatory under this basic law. The promise of universal suffrage is part of basic law and is not unreasonable for Hong Kong to want it. Finally, and this is important, Chinese citizens outside of Hong Kong have no freedom of speech or assembly. Not only are they vulnerable to media manipulation, but we have no real way to know what they think about a particular issue. Anyone who claims to know this is self-deluded. And that's, again, the point that I made right at the start. They have an unbelievably... It's, this is why I'm saying, like, the Chinese people will stand with the Chinese government almost universally. And if even if they don't believe it, they'll, they say it for obvious reasons. But how much can you really trust about a country that completely suppresses the information that comes in? And, you know, all these big tech companies are happy to work with them to do it. Oh, what's that? You want a special version of our search engine that just filters out? swades of history yeah we'll totally do that china just give us that money what's that google aren't you saying you don't want to do business with the trump administration but you you're doing that for the chinese government stop me if that sounds a little bit fucking hypocritical like just anybody it, it's 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 insane so anyway other other chinese owners started coming out started fucking talking about it um we then get to this situation where 
they're now desperate to put put a lid on it because this was a to be fair this was a lose-lose for the nba because what you have to do now is you have to come out and you have to say well where do you stand are you allowed are you allowed freedom of speech um if you work in the nba can you express opinions right and they've been very vocal about this for players before because when players were talking about player rights and you know getting their association together this was uh this was a big big movement that came up and this was again letting nba players have their voice uh the nba has earned a term that its commissioner had not heard how does it feel to be the wokest professional sports league asked mark lacy the national editor at the new york times adam silver said that's the commissioner i don't know it, that we were given that designation but i understand the sentiment and we're proud of that we're proud of that uh, and what this relates to is there was multiple uh issues coming up because players wanted to have the right to express dissent towards the u.s government now just to let's just ground it in in a topic that just happened in the nfl uh i did i did a stream i probably never put the video out of it but it, it might be in the vods i talked a lot about the kaepernick situation and why i think kaepernick is almost comparable to a tim tebow and nobody shed any tears for tebow um and nobody should shed any tears for kaepernick you, you know i've seen the videos where they try and pick two statistics to make it look like he's actually a competent quarterback the reality is kaepernick was was a, a subpar quarterback he wasn't good enough to be a starter uh he was not well liked in the 49ers dressing room and he had a game where he threw a record number of interceptions and also had a game where he got negative yardage one of the few quarterbacks to actually do this uh in the league he is terrible by any metric that matters um and anybody that says kaepernick is good enough to be a starting quarterback is a liar right now it's unconscionable if kaepernick was what he said kicked out of the league essentially and blacklisted for protesting the trump administration that would be deplorable uh, but that isn't what happened he's just not good enough that's what i believe that's what the statistics show me that's what all the reporting shows me and he can work out and go to the gym and release videos and say he's ready to play nobody buys it and it's got nothing to do with his protests nobody buys it based on what they saw in his last active season and if you're getting supplanted by garoppolo let me tell you you are a very average quarterback indeed uh, and that's being nice so anyway my my uh, agreement uh, my, sorry my, my understanding of this is that the nfl handled the kneeling uh in the national anthem thing terribly uh because it should this is all you say it's america that's the answer if the if the right-wing grifters and fox news and all the degenerates want to say well i thought you loved america i do I, I I love the fact that we can protest things in this country. I love the fact that if people want to take a knee during the national anthem to raise awareness of particular issues they feel strong about, we allow them, not only do we allow them to do that, it's the most American thing you can do. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're right. It was Blaine Gabbard. He got fucking benched for, and that is fucking way worse. Um, so... 
so that, that that's that's where we stand that's where i stand on it there's an episode of futurama that encapsulates it perfectly where zoidberg eats the earth flag and creates an international incident and it's it, it, it's a cartoon about a talking squid man and it handles this uh, issue of players having political uh, rights to political expression with more sensibility than our actual government and our actual media in real life handled it. Um, so, so the reality is this. All of those players should be able to take a knee. And this spilled over into the NBA. People wanted to take a knee there. People wanted to show solidarity there. People wanted to raise awareness about police brutality in the league. So the question was, are they allowed to do it? And the NBA said, absolutely. Absolutely. Of course. Why would we stop you criticizing the Trump administration? This is America. So let's fast forward now to the uh, Chinese situation because we're like, well, I thought you said, uh, I thought you said players had a voice in your league. It's there. It's in black and white. Adam Silver's uh, joking about how you know fucking hey i don't know if we are the wokest league i met adam silver by the way when i was working at turner sports nice guy uh do like him um but now you see there's this issue where they're trying to they're trying to cobble everything uh t <laughs> together uh and, and they're like listen what what are we how are we going to react to people criticizing china at the best adam silver could do was to come out and say it was unfortunate this is because you can't go back on giving people a voice in your league right you've said it publicly this afternoon uh cctv announced that because of my um remarks supporting daryl morey's freedom of expression not the substance of his statement, but his freedom of expression, they were no longer going to air the Lakers, Nets preseason games that are scheduled for later this week. Again, um, it's not something we expected to happen. I think it's, it's unfortunate. But um, if that's the, sort of the consequences of, of us adhering to our values, we still feel it's critically important we adhere to those values. And certainly, um, I don't come here sort of either as the commissioner of the NBA as an American, certainly to tell others how they should run their governments. I, I think, though, at, at the end of the day, though, I am an American, and there are these values that are deeply rooted in the DNA of the NBA. So... Adam Silver, as I said, he came out and said, while he doesn't agree with what uh, uh, Daryl Morey said, he supports his right to say it. That then led to Chinese broadcasters saying, okay, we're going to hit you where it hurts. We're not showing you preseason games. And this includes the Nets, who now, because of Joe Tsai being the governor of that team, um, are primed to sort of take over the Houston Rockets uh, space as the most popular team in China. He knows exactly what he's doing, by the way, when he releases that statement and panders to Chinese Chinese nationalism. So Adam Silver, as I said, is in a fucking lose-lose situation. The NBA's kind of in a lose-lose situation. I imagine Adam Silver's took immense heat for coming out and saying that. But you've got this... But, but again, this is a non-negotiable issue. It is a non-negotiable issue. Daryl Morey was perfectly within his rights to say it. What China are doing is wrong. There's only one stance. There's only one stance. Um, so, 
let's get to the next bit, right? Uh, let me just bring this up for you. So even though Adam Silver and the league have kind of come out and done this vague, you know, oh, yeah, we kind of support him. We'd rather he hadn't. It's unfortunate. Blah, 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 blah. This happens. Deadspin um, get uh, get uh, an ESPN because <laughs> ESPN got their problems. So now, right, this is starting to filter into the media and the corporate-owned media. Remember, ESPN, um, ESPN is owned by Disney. So things to be mindful of. Sorry about the strobing. It will stop in a moment. Um, ESPN is owned by um, Disney. Um, so obviously Disney's a big corporation. What do big corporations like to do? They like to do business in China. And in particular, Disney, what does Disney do? It makes movies. It makes movies. It makes cartoons. It owns Marvel. It owns comic books. Um, so they want Chinese money. So this was an internal memo that came out saying ESPN forbids discussion of Chinese politics when discussing the tweet, <laughs> which is explicitly about Chinese politics. So, uh, it, it, this is just a crazy fucking story. And again, this is what I mean about it being a shit show. Um, what you, so blah, 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 blah. What you didn't hear uh, was much discussion about what is actually happening on the ground with protesters in Hong Kong, why they're protesting, or any other acknowledgement of Chinese political situation past or present. Uh, this could be because Chuck Salaturo, the senior news director of ESPN, sent a memo to shows mandating that any discussion of the Daryl Morey story avoid any political discussions about China and Hong Kong, and instead focus on the related basketball issues. The memo, obtained by Deadspin, explicitly discouraged any political discussion about China and Hong Hong Kong. Multiple ESPN sources confirmed a dead spin that network higher-ups were keeping a close eye on how the topic was discussed on ESPN's airwaves. ESPN first kicked off coverage of the Maury tweet Monday morning with SportsCenter doing a quick news hit on the topic. The segment steered clear of any political discussions, but notably called the protesters in Hong Kong anti-government protesters. Then... Mike Gollett Jr. and Trey Wingo took up the discussion on their show, focusing mostly on how the story would have been different if James Harden or another star player had said what Maury had said. Next, Stephen A. Smith went on the radio and delivered this gem, right? Which, by the way, um, <laughs> let me uh, let me get this for you, actually, because uh, I think you'll enjoy. I'll just play it so you can just hear him, right? This is this is Stephen A. Smith, by the way, a supposedly outspoken, edgy, iconoclastic uh, sports broadcaster. China's regime, their power in place, had a problem with a tweet that uh, Rockets general manager Daryl Morey sent out in support of those protesters. Ladies and gentlemen, let me say this. <laughs> you think he's... Listen, guys, if you think uh, Stephen A. Smith is, uh, you know, gonna gonna come out and criticize China here, yeah. I have nothing to say. Daryl Morey, a good man, mm. an exceptional executive, mm. and a conscientious human being. Mm. What were you thinking, speaking up on this issue? <laughs> it's about a multitude of people that extends far beyond yourself. 
that you have compromised. Yeah, you've compromised our fucking paper. You've compromised our money, dude. Because you had this insatiable appetite to disseminate a tweet. You don't know better than that? What am I saying here? I'm saying that Daryl Morey had an obligation to think about the Houston Rockets organization and about the National Basketball Association before himself. Particularly when all that entailed you was an impulse. Did anybody take a moment to think about what this may have done to Yao Ming? Whatever. <laughs> That's so good. That's like a fucking parody. It's like a parody. Did y'all ever stop to think about what this might have done to Yao Ming? Like, no, actually, no. He was like, that was like the last thing on my mind when I was like talking about this geopolitical so uh, situation. But okay, dude. Debates we may have about how their nation is different than ours and how their rights might differ from ours and what have you. Who's to say that Yao Ming wasn't working towards progress? And how there's a dance that he's got to exercise in the process of trying to facilitate better relations to the point where greater influence can ultimately come about And how those words alone might have compromised him in his own nation. Terrible. And we have an obligation to take that into consideration before we open our mouth and take the counter position that could potentially compromise Walt Disney, ESPN, or anything else. Or wouldn't that be terrible? You have an obligation to adopt and embrace the interest of those you collect a paycheck from. I mean, Walt, Walt Disney is dead, right, as well. I just, want to, I just want to say, I don't know if you guys heard, got the news. I hope this doesn't upset everybody too much. Yeah, totally dead. Dead for years. Like, totally. Walt Disney is dead as fuck. Like, I mean, he's about as dead as it gets. So just uh, just letting you all know. Uh, I'm sure his head is frozen somewhere. I believe that urban myth. Uh, you know, but I uh, don't, don't want to be the bearer of bad news. But, um, yeah, Walt Disney's dead, I'm afraid. Sorry, guys. You don't just think about yourself when you act. That's what boys and girls do. That's what children do. Grown-ups, adults. And then it just ends. I'm sure he's going to say something else, but you get the point. It just ends it with adults. Right, anyway. Yeah, another thing, you know, another way of looking at that, by the way, uh, Stephen A. Smith, is children uh, also kind of like, you know, they do what they're told. Uh, and they don't show any, uh, you know, kind of resistance or any form of, uh, personality. And, uh, they just kind of, uh, you know, just put, put up with things because they're, they're children and they don't really know any better. You know, another way you're looking at it is that adults, uh, people with backbone and spines, they kind of even under immense pressure stand up for what's right. So I don't know. I mean, I guess we're all kind of uh, a little bit mixed up on, on, on that one, but whatever anyway. So, um, <laughs> that was uh, Stephen A. Smith's incredible take on the situation. 
Um, highly questionable, another show, featured a discussion with sports writer Frank Isola and Israel Gutierrez that recapped the situation and wondered whether China would be placated by the league's efforts at smoothing over the, the relationship. High Noon's uh, Bomani Jones and Pablo Torre dedicated more than five minutes to their discussion, which, while thoughtful as usual, also alluded... Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. Was that alluded? I can't see on my monitor. Uh, oh, elated. Any discussion about what exactly Maury was supporting uh, with his tweet? Uh, Around the Horn, another good show, did a long segment on the ongoing story, and in doing so, provided both the high and low points of the network's coverage on the topic. The low point came right off the bat when Tony Riali threw the topic to Ramona Shelburne, who alluded to both sides of the issue without giving any sort of explanation of what both sides of the issues were. She said, listen... I've learned more about the issue in China and Hong Kong. You're going to see this mantra repeated, by the way. Everyone's learning more about the issue. Remember, it's real simple. I explained it to you at the start. There's, that's all you need to know, okay? Um, listen, I've learned more about the issue with China and Hong Kong in the last 48 hours because of this, and I think this is an example of how sport shines a light on the rest of the world. We go all the way back to ping-pong diplomacy in the 1970s, when the U.S. ping-pong team played against China and started opening up China to these discussions. People on both sides of this issue, whether you're in mainland China, Hong Kong, or around the world, feel strongly about their positions, and I think it's important for all of us to read about it and understand what is going on. The hesitance to get into specifics about Hong Kong is understandable, especially in the light of the edict from, edict from ESPN Brass, but the viewers were ill-served by Shelburne and the others so thoroughly dancing around what is at the heart of this story. You don't have to be a scholar or expert in Chinese political systems to grasp and talk about what is happening in Hong Kong, especially with respect to Maury's tweet. It's not that hard for a pundit, even one that is not used to discussing politics, to spend some time reading on a planned topic of discussion so that they can at least engage with the relevant facts um so anyway so espn are kind of shut down all discussion there was a weird thing that happened uh as well a cnn uh journalist tried to uh ask a question about it uh let me um get you the clip of this um where the fuck did i put that actually was that in oh yeah here it is i got it so, and got shut down unbelievably hard because the league just doesn't want to talk about it anymore. They're saying, hey, you've got the right to talk about it. We support your right to talk about it. But hey, let's not fucking talk about it. So here it is. Hi, Christina McFarland, CNN. Um, the NBA has always been a league that prides itself on its player and its coaches being able to speak out openly about political and societal affairs. I just wonder after the events... Hello. of this week and the fallout we've seen whether you would both feel differently about speaking out in that way in future it's a legitimate question this is an event that's happened this week during during the nba this particular question has not been answered james any other questions uh gentlemen in front and there you go. We're not going to be answering that question, which, again, is a very valid question because it goes to the fucking heart of, uh, you know, th this idea that the NBA is a place where people are free to express their views. You know, we're not like the NFL. We're not penalizing anybody for expressing their views. 
Unless it's about China, of course, and in which case all hell breaks loose. They issued an apology. Uh, you can see it was a, a few hours after the fact. The NBA has apologized uh, to Chrissy Mack from CNN. Uh, and they said the Houston Rockets team rep inappropriately interjected to prevent her from getting an answer to a question. During today's Houston Rockets media availability, a team representative inappropriately interjected to prevent CNN's Christina McFarlane from receiving an answer to her question. We've apologized to Ms. McFarlane as this was inconsistent with how the NBA conducts media events. Damage, well, I mean, I say damage is done. It's not about damage being done. It's about damage control being done. It's about damage limitation being done. So that was, it's finally, you know, this is an example of you, it's better to apologize than ask permission. You know, it's better to let, let, let it go ahead, have the statement out there, risk annoying China some more, um, you know, and, and, and just, just apologize after the fact. That's, that's definitely the preferable outcome. So you can see the media are being all kind of fucked with and they don't want to talk about it. But what about the fans? What's going on with the fans? So, okay. Now, for me, the idea that the NBA would ever impose um, measures against the fans, right? Fans, people who pay money to go to the games, the bread and butter, the lifeblood of the league. And crucially, fans on American soil. Why would you take any sanctions, any measures against American fans holding up free Hong Kong signs? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? It makes no sense. But that's exactly what the NBA did. And on, not just on one occasion. So, Philly 76ers, right? I mean, it's Philly. And these are the guys. They went, they dressed up like a protester, they had the gas masks on, they're holding up the free Hong Kong signs, free HK. And uh, this married couple here, Sam Wax and his wife, were kicked out uh, of, a, of the Philadelphia game in Philly, in the US, um, at the Wells Fargo Center because they were holding up free Hong Kong signs. And what happened was initially they came and they confiscated the signs and then they removed them from the venue. So even without the signs, they were not allowed uh, to, to stay um, in the venue. So you can see here as well, he filmed it because everyone films everything these days. So, escorted out of an American venue uh, at, a, at a preseason sports event for holding up a sign that says, hey, let's free Hong Kong. So, it, it, it's so quintessentially anti-American what's happened there. It's actually mind-blowing. Uh, there have been no um, statements uh, about this. 
um, except this here, uh, that it was actually not nothing to do with the league. It was the Wells Fargo uh, Center's own staff that decided to do it. Said the Wells Fargo Center's event staff is responsible for the security and comfort of all guests at arena events, including 76ers games. The last evening's game, following multiple complaints from guests and verbal confrontations with other in attendance, two individuals were warned by Wells Fargo Center staff about the continuing disruption of the fan experience. Ultimately, the decision was made by Wells Fargo Center personnel to remove the guests from the premises, which was accomplished without incident. So, this this is a uh, this this is this is something where it's like I see, like okay. So I understand that games are meant to be apolitical, and you're not supposed to have political signs or whatever. Um, this just isn't something that actually plays out in in real life. Um, very often, you know, sure, there's not like a hot charged political issue that people are going to be protesting, but right now you should anticipate that there are going to be people saying free Hong Kong because the NBA have shit the bed in terms of how they've handled Daryl Morey's tweet. Um, and I think this should have been handled with probably, you know, maybe you confiscate the signs, but you don't escort them out of the venue, um, or maybe you just let it slide. Because the idea that they were causing like some unbelievable level of disruption uh, is ridiculous. Uh, this is this is a venue that has people that are just absolutely blitzed, shit faced, chanting, cheering, holding up signs all the time. So this is handled uh, terribly, and the NBA t has took zero responsibility for that. That they're, they're putting it very squarely uh, at the doorstep of the venue itself. Now, okay, maybe that's a one-off incident. Uh, no, actually, it isn't, because uh, we also had uh, another incident like this um, at the uh, w Wizards uh, basketball game. Let's see if this one, uh, this link works. So you can see again, this time, uh, more free Hong Kong signs were confiscated. And in the end, um, I think these fans were allowed uh, to stay. Um, I'll just double check that because you can see there were some people also wearing free Hong Kong t-shirts um, but basically that <clears throat> they are trying to shut down people uh, talking about this the other sign is cost Google the uh, uh, Uyghur Muslims which We'll talk about, I think it's uh, it'd be irresponsible not to talk about what's been going on with that situation in China at some point. Um, but, you know, th basically they were confronted. They were told that there was a potential they might get thrown out. And then you can see here, this is where they, and their sign just said Google Uyghurs. Which, by the way, people should learn about the Uyghur Muslims. And you can see here, uh, I think it's a little bit late in the video. There it is. Understand enough about the situation. So I'm just encouraging people to Google the Uyghurs. 
So you get ridiculous situations like that come up and, um, you know, it's it's one of these things where it's like, I, I don't think on the surface Google Uyghur should really constitute uh, this is a political sign, frankly, because it's not giving, it, it, there is no political um, assertion in the sign, there's no political side in the sign, you're just literally saying, hey, Google this. And they're not allowing you to hold it up because it offends Chinese sensibilities. Because we all know what's going on with the Uyghur Muslims. And we all know that literally, you know, all the things they accuse the, the Trump administration of doing, China are actually really doing those things. Trump isn't. China is. Um, but Orange Man bad and China have money. So, you know, that's just how we're rolling these days. Um, so it was, th there was another uh, incident uh, as well. So there was three incidents in total where people's signs um, were being confiscated and the NBA are trying desperately to um, keep a lid on all of this um, as much as they can. I, I, I'm kind of a little bit confused because for me, it does seem that... Uh, there, there are things that have gone unspoken of. So I don't know if, does anybody remember um, what happened with the um, Chinese uh, commentator uh, that was um, employed by Tencent? Does anyone remember this incident? Does, that, does anybody r remember this? Um, you won't be able to Google it. <laughs> yeah, but basically, uh, there's one Reddit thread that that sort of stands. This is a few years old, um, and a Chinese commentator that is employed by Tencent Media, which is the official partner of NBA China, racially abused LeBron James during a game. So LeBron James. Iconic legendary player, racially abused by a Chinese commentator uh, who works for Tencent. And it's incredible because, uh, you know, the NBA doesn't seem to have a take on it. Uh, it's weird. It's very hard to find anything uh, about this. It's almost as if there was some sort of double standard in play. I mean, you know, what do I know? But here you go. This, you can go and find this link on Reddit. It's the only thing that'll pop up on Google. Uh, Chinese commentator using insulting words at LeBron James during a live game provoked general rage among Chinese basketball fans. And this is the clip. 
and it says please lose this game Cavs. please lose this game if ape james lost today i would cheer for him for a season can i get a doll and pins on it to curse the ape that's what he said that's a that's a chinese commentator employed by mba's official media partner And there's no outrage, no statements. In fact, actually, it's Chinese fans that were outraged about it. So, yeah, weird how this, weird how that got memory hold, guys. Yeah, it's weird. Trust me, I remembered it. I had to go and dig it out. I had to go and try and find it. Um, that is pretty much the NBA in a nutshell. That's pretty much the Chinese double standard in a nutshell. Um, it is absolutely insane. It is absolutely ridiculous. And the NBA is going to run around and kowtow and, hey, we can't say Google Uyghurs, uh, but we're not going to take a stance on Chinese media partners employing, um, people who racially abuse uh, our players and you just you know i'm like trying to find <laughs> is there a uh is is there anything about this anywhere no nope 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 afraid not just gone just memory hold enjoy it right i don't know why i don't know why that's strobing all of a sudden but uh so let's just move on to the little bit of south park right obviously all of this uh being prompted uh prompted uh the the satirists of south park to basically come out and um you know create their own uh show talking about the bias that the big corporations have towards china and you can see here uh this is the clip that everyone's fuck off this isn't the clip they made it not available all right hang on i got this it's okay the chinese government got it sorry i think it's down here no, that's a gif. Why can't I play? Where's the fucking video of this shit? So this is the clip uh, that seemed to get... Uh, that pretty much encapsulates everything the stream's been about so far. Talking about the Dalai Lama doesn't go over well with the Chinese. The, the, the what? Look, for this movie to really make money, we need to make sure it clears the Chinese censors. You know, we want those Chinese viewers. Aw, oh, seriously? Oh, it's okay. There's plenty of other things to talk about with your story. How about uh, what kind of things were you into when you were younger? Well, I always liked Winnie the Pooh. Okay, no, 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 that's definitely off limits. Winnie the Pooh is illegal in China because some Chinese students said he looked like the Chinese president. Oh, come on, that's ridiculous. Hey, you want to move away from your family, right? You want to be successful on your own, right? Yeah. All right, well, you know what they say. You got to lower your ideals of freedom if you want to suck on the warm teat of China. 
And that's pretty much it uh, in a nutshell, isn't it? Because, yeah, you absolutely do have to lower your expectations of freedom of expression if you want to suck on the warm teat of China. Now, that episode, uh, being as critical as it was, was prompted a very rapid uh, response where South Park, where I, I was amazed, actually, that... Um, south park wasn't already banned in china i just want to say something as well just in general about about south park um the the it's interesting isn't it that uh all, there's so many people there was this wave of like these woke fucking losers that were basically like going south park is bad and south park and they say mean things about people and, and look at the p principal and they're mocking people who get triggered. South Park, South Park is trash and they've always been trash. They satirize everything. They satirize everything. And as a result, they're going to come up with stuff that m might not age well. Um, you know, I, I remember when they apologized for the man bear pig episode, if anyone remembers that, if you don't, basically it was them saying they think the specter of global warming isn't real, essentially, that Al Gore was going around warning people about a monster called man bear pig that was going to kill everybody in the forest. And um, they basically, had, they walked that back and said, actually, yeah, global warming's real, you know, we were kind of a bit fucking dumb to do that. Um, but, you know, in general... You know, there's some other stuff that kind of, I, you know, people say, for example, the episode where Kyle's dad wants to become a dolphin because he identifies as one as like a transphobic subtext or whatever. I think when you have like a, a scattershot approach to satire and comedy and you try and satirize everything, some things ain't going to sit right with you and some things are going to feel like they're picking out easy targets and, and everything else. Um, the bottom line is... Whatever you think about South Park, they remain a very important satirical voice, and I think that they they did fall off a little bit. There was a couple of seasons that weren't that great, but they've been slowly, on occasion, hitting episodes again that are like peak form. And I haven't had the joy of watching the full episode of this yet, but I've seen a few clips of this episode called "Banned in China." Uh, and it's it, it, it's it's on point. They're saying something that needs to be said that actually most people are staying away from. Now, what do you think happens as a result of them doing an episode called "Fucking Banned in China"? They got banned in China, <laughs> so uh, it turned out to be a very fucking prescient episode. And I, I was amazed that they didn't uh, they they weren't already banned in China because the idea that like just because it's a cartoon it would somehow slip through the chinese senses was mind-blowing to me but that's actually the uh the, the the case of it so yeah they 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 were banned in in china um as a result of it um says here south park was banned in china for the episode banned in china in which the government was bashed the show also went after hollywood the nba for doing business with the country parker and stone have since become folk heroes of sorts in hong kong with protesters showing bootlegged copies of banned in china on large projector screens on the in the streets the Chinese government reacted by banning the show and has scrubbed all mention of it off the internet. The show responded uh, to the move in shots with four words, fuck the Chinese government, which is uh, fantastic uh, and, and, and incredible that uh, it, 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 th these are the only people 
sort of in the mainstream uh, media that that seem to have just took that very clear stance. Um, so the uh, it, it was did he did they actually have him say it in the episode? No, it's just another GIF. What? Oh, there you go. Yeah, say fuck the Chinese government. Yeah. Um, so then they issue an apology. Uh, because that's what you have to do when you upset China. Um, so they put this apology out. Uh, let me um, let me find let me find this up. Wait, I no. want to get away. That's not it. Just so you know, the apology is obviously completely fake. Uh, so here it is. Yeah, they put it out on the uh, official South Park Twitter. So here's the official apology uh, to China from Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Like the NBA, we welcome the Chinese senses into our homes and into our hearts. We too love money more than freedom and democracy. Xi doesn't look at all like Winnie the Pooh. Uh, sorry, doesn't look just like Winnie the Pooh at all. Tune into our 300th episode this Wednesday at 10. Long live the great communist party of China. May this autumn sorghum harvest be bountiful. We good now, China? That was their official apology that they put out. Uh, so, you know, whatever you want to say about South Park, if you're one of those people who's like, no, but you, 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 the principal's talking about triggered and it's punching down and all this, like, you, you, you don't understand, like, nothing's off the table to good satirists, you know, it's just how it is, and if you're a child if, you, if you're not capable of uh, viewing that. So anyway, that was the next thing that happened, so in the space of a couple of days, you've got China saying they're not going to broadcast uh nba games they've now banned south park uh and then that's where we get to activision blizzard because we we had an incident that pretty much ran as a uh, interesting sort of side companion to all of this fucking nonsense that was going on in fact the timing it was uh serendipity in in, in such a ridiculous way uh, it's almost hard to believe that these things are real. So, I don't follow uh, competitive Hearthstone as much as I should. Uh, or maybe I follow it exactly as much as I should. Uh, who knows? Um, I, uh, you know, I, I try and keep my hand in. But uh, this, was, this was something for me that was kind of like it kind of came out of left field. I wasn't expecting it at all. There is a uh, player called Blitzchung who is from um hong kong i understand uh and basically he plays hearthstone he was playing a tournament uh he's a very accomplished player he's on the grandmasters tour um so what he decided to do was in an interview after he'd won a match he decided to express his views his political views on um what needs to happen and like a lot of people, the rallying cry he chose to use was liberate Hong Kong. That's how they're framing it. You know, as I said, it's a little bit more nuanced than that, but it is what it is. And you can see here, Inven 
managed to get a copy of the uh, interview before it got fucking memory hold by Blizzard uh, because the VOD was deleted uh, in the aftermath of this. And you can see that he came to the interview that he did with the two commentators. You won't understand any of this. Don't worry. I'm going to get you um, a little bit of a, a translation so uh just think just to give you a brief translation about what happened there the interviewer said is there anything that you want to say uh they possibly had an inkling of what he was going to say that you saw them duck down behind the monitors because they knew that basically uh there was a potential backlash they didn't want to be involved so they were like bowing down they didn't want to um you know you know didn't, it's obviously a contentious issue he took off his mask and he basically said uh liberate uh, liberate hong kong now uh you would think that would just be something that okay we we memory hole it we just pretend it never happened uh but what actually happened is the uh they basically cut to commercial they scrambled about what to do uh china were outraged uh and the the, the measures they've taken against this guy are just outrageously draconian you will you will not believe um just how far uh that this goes um just so you're aware, um, Blitz Chung also put a statement out, which he provided to Invent Global, where in the aftermath, when things were still bubbling and percolating, he said, as you know, there are serious protests in my country now. My call on stream was just another form of participation of the protest that I wish to grab more attention. I put so much effort in that social movement in the past few months that I sometimes couldn't focus on preparing my Grandmaster matches. I know that my action on I know what my action on stream means. It could cause me a lot of trouble, even my personal safety in real life. But it's my duty to say something about this issue. So, a fantastic principled athlete uh, that took a stance to to say something. And you know, if you're uh, if, if if you follow Hearthstone esports, these are the kind of ambassadors you want to get behind. But it is a rule that Blizzard broadcasts are meant to be non-political. Blizzard broadcasts are not just non-political. They water them down and they make them as tepid as they can for Asian audiences, not just China. Um, I'm talking specifically about, you know, we all, we're all supporters of gay pride. Um, we, um, you know, support gay rights, obviously in the west um if you don't you're a piece of shit you you know you're you're uh, an anachronistic dinosaur you don't really fit in in society anymore that's just how it works um it's entirely up to you if you want to hold on to those garbage views um not not me not around here not with my uh, audience um but uh blizzard despite saying hey gay pride pride week uh we're doing a pride broadcast for overwatch they censored that in korea and china because they have more conservative attitudes about it so it's again it's just another example of how hypocritical uh activision blizzard are when it comes to the rights that they supposedly uh you know um 
what you know supposedly want to uphold and the beliefs that they supposedly want to espouse. But anyway, as a result of what happened uh, with that uh, protest uh, interview that Blitzchung did, I mean, again, I, I am absolutely blown away by how harsh the penalties were. Uh, Slasher covered this story. I was um, I was in Twitter timeout because I refused to acknowledge that insulting people on Twitter is against its terms of service. Um, so I wasn't able to talk about this, but uh, Rod covered it uh, extensively. And you can see here, effective immediately, Blizzard has removed Hong Kong Hearthstone player Blitz Chung from the Hearthstone Grandmasters, rescinded all his prize money, and have suspended him from all pro play for one year. You can see they put a statement out here. Upon further review, we have found the action has violated the 2019 Hearthstone Grandmasters Official Competition Rule Section 6.1 and his individual behavior, which does not represent Blizzard or Hearthstone Esports. 6.1 reads, Engaging in any act in that, in Blizzard's sole discretion, brings you into public disrepute, offends a portion or group of the public, or otherwise damages Blizzard's image, will result in the removal from Grandmasters and reduction of the player's prize pool total to $0 USD, in addition to other remedies which may be provided for under the handbook and Blizzard's website terms. Let's assess 6.1. So it says that if you engage in any act that in Blizzard's sole discretion, so it doesn't even matter objectively what you do, if Blizzard say what you did ticks this box, then you're fucked. Great rule. This is why all esports professionals need player unions, because these rules shouldn't exist. Rules that egregiously overreaching that give universal power, essentially, to the developer and zero power or influence to the athlete don't exist where you have players unions and don't exist in states like california uh activision blizzard don't give a fuck about any single player that plays their game they believe that they make the game and you're blessed to make a living at it thanks to their good graces all developers think this way again it's not just activision blizzard but it says here but ignore the sole discretion thing uh, brings you in a public disrepute. Okay, so this is a clause for things like, oh, I don't know, maybe going to a massage parlor and getting a hand job like a certain um, Overwatch League owner definitely didn't do. Um, that kind of sounds like uh, disrepute to me, but you know, whatever, no problem. Uh, we'll ignore that, right? We'll ignore, we'll ignore that level of disrepute. Uh, sorry, NFL, I should say, got NBA in the brain. Uh, but it's uh, but, but but it's okay, um, you know it's fine. You're not allowed to. But what disrepute did he? Uh, what disrepute did he bring himself into by saying this? I'm gonna say none. I'm gonna say zero disrepute. So it cannot be that offends a portion or group of the public. Well, okay then. So it's actually against 
It's actually against the rules for a professional Hearthstone player in a professional Hearthstone tournament to say anything at any time that offends anyone. Seems reasonable to me. Of course, they are talking about the Chinese portion, for sure. But that rule doesn't even say that. It's just like you can't offend anybody. Well, how do you exist? How does anyone exist without offending somebody else at some time? I, 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 don't, just, I don't understand it. Then, uh, or otherwise damages Blizzard's image. Well, no. Le, le, in that case, Activision Blizzard should suspend themselves. Because nobody damages Blizzard's image more than Blizzard by being such empty, money-hungry cunts to a employee by the way at this point i am just gonna say this if you work for that company now 100 percent complicit i saw tweets saying oh don't insult the staff walk away guys walk away walk away if it wasn't enough that they fired hundreds of you when they made record revenue and then reopened hiring for that job because they wanted to bring salary down. If it wasn't enough when they slashed all your benefits and stopped all of the perks. If it wasn't enough with constant crunch time. If it wasn't enough when they brought suits and CEOs in to basically say, Hey, I know you, I know you uh, want to make this game, but when can we get it on mobile? Mobile's a big market for us. When can we get it on? If it wasn't enough that they were taking tax and putting it around tax havens all around the world to not pay their dues and then would use that use money to fight in court why they shouldn't have to pay tax in the countries that they make money from if it wasn't enough for you when they started doing anti-consumer practices and started shoehorning shit garbage loot box mechanics into every game if it wasn't if none of this was enough is this enough is the suppression of a player's right to freedom of expression enough for you? And if you don't walk away at that point, nah, you know what, guys? Sorry, mate. Fuck you. Fuck you. It's just that simple now. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't stick around. So I'm just letting you know. I can say that with a clear conscience. Because I fucking know. So I don't even understand this 6.1 rule because the only thing he could have done is offend chinese people if that is enough to get you kicked out of a fucking circuit and lose all your prize money there is something very wrong with your esport Grandmasters is the highest tier of Hearthstone esports, and we take tournament rule violations very seriously. After an investigation, we are taking the necessary actions to prevent similar incidents from happening in the future. Effective immediately, Blitzchung is removed from Grandmasters and will receive no prizing for Grandmaster Season 2. So stuff he already earned, objectively, gone. Fuck you. You want that money? We're just going to keep that money. You'll notice as well, by the way, nobody gets that money. They just keep that. It's not going to a charity we're just gonna keep that money you know that the multi-billion dollar corporation that money you want keeping that keeping that um additionally Blitzchung is ineligible to participate in Hearthstone Esports for 12 months, beginning from October 5th, 2019, and extending to October 5th, 2020. We will also immediately cease working with both casters. So the casters who didn't even say anything 
They gots to go too. You know why they gots to go? Because apropos of nothing, we suspect they might have known what was coming. So rather than give them the benefit of the doubt, we can never have them work again on our broadcasts. Gone by peace. We're not even going to bother with an investigation. We don't do investigations. Here's how Blizzard does an investigation and whether or not those casters should be fired. Hello, China. Yep. Yep, yep. Saw it. Yeah, yeah, it was bad, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they're saying that, like, Hong Kong, yeah, should have rights and all that, and, and maybe the Chinese government isn't this omniscient, perfect entity. I know it's fucking unconscionable, isn't it? It's just, it's just disgusting that anyone would say that. And I know, you, listen, we were really looking forward to making more money from all of our failing games and properties that that, that, that still sell big out there. And we're looking forward to doing that thing with NetEase because we're, you know, we're going to announce at the next BlizzCon, we're going to announce a bunch of garbage mobile games that are designed specifically for the Chinese market instead of making games that our fans, our actual fans in the West, the people that made the company, actually want. So listen, don't worry about it. We're not going to conduct an investigation into these guys. Uh, you just want them gone? Yeah. Well, I, I think shooting them is probably a bit harsh, China. Uh, can, we, can we just agree never to work with them again? Is that okay? Yep. Yep. No problem. Yep. Yep. No problem, China. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 See ya. Say, say hi to the Uyghurs for me. Yeah, bye. That's Activision Blizzard in a nutshell. Um... So, why the casters get fucking embroiled in this uh, is uh, beyond a joke. Uh, and it, it, it's, it seems to me, again, just stupefyingly uh, disgusting to assume that they're somehow complicit or they somehow agree or it was somehow a conspiracy and they were involved. You've conducted no investigation. You've done nothing except to say because they were part of this interview, they must never be seen again on a broadcast. Now, incidentally, um, well, hang on. I'll, I'll read you the last sentence. We'd like to re-emphasize tournament and player conduct within Hearthstone Esports community from both players and talent. While we stand by one's right to express individual thoughts and opinions. No, you don't, you lying fucks. Uh, while we stand by one's right to express individual thoughts and opinions, players and other participants that elect to participate in our esports competitions must abide by the official competition rules yes 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 and one of the rules is you must be completely safe and non-political i'm gonna get to you uh, i'm gonna show you an example of why that is mass hypocrisy in just a moment but let's um let's why why not bring home the human cost uh of this nonsense i mean first of all we don't even know what's going on with blitzchung keep in mind that for him to publicly say what he said yes he is in danger that's how crazy the chinese government is as a player of some notoriety with a following who is based in hong kong he absolutely has endangered himself to speak out on this issue and activision blizzard should not be concerned with the trivialities of oh did it upset some chinese people they should probably be a little bit more concerned about you know maybe we don't feed into this drama maybe we try and work with the player to keep this suppressed for his own safety not interested actually not interested memory hole it punish the guy fucking hope china let us sell our games there still now you know this is literally the fucking thought process but anyway uh let me let me dig this out for you so 
one of the casters who got fired did a stream and uh obviously talking about it and again i, I can't translate any of this um I mean, I'm sure but you can see his career is over我覺得這是一個當初我不怕取經沒有什麼機會大家都在說太平洋區很爛都說太平洋區是最差的賽區我心裡一直在想說沒有對決過怎麼知道所以其實塔羅克我就會去代表太平洋區去打這個比賽的
during a game between uh, Worcester Polytechnic and American University, uh, somebody held up a free Hong Kong sign. Over. In fact, um, wait there, I'm going to uh, shrink myself. Can I, oh, I can't, I can't shrink myself any further. There it is. Not only does it say free Hong Kong, even worse, it says boycott Blizzard. And then what they do here is... They're waiting for the interview. And you can hear now, the commentators are like, wait, they're getting shit in their ear. Right, we gotta go, we gotta wrap this up. Someone said free Hong Kong. Can't free Hong Kong. So, winner's interview cancelled. Gone. Congrats on the win, guys. Can't talk to you. You might say something the Chinese don't like. That's gone. He's like quickly scrambling, trying to get to a break. This guy, this is what we call in the business, this right here, the guy on the right, this is the nervous smile. This is, trust me, I've seen this look a million times on broadcasts. This guy on the right is like, there's a guy, he can hear in his ear right now. Like, we gotta get a break, we gotta get a break, we gotta scramble. Uh, don't, we couldn't the interview, we're jettisoning. Cue the ads, cue the ads. And he just looks out to the audience like, everything's okay. Every just watch. Rope imaginable. You gotta Here it is, there it is. It begins. Yep, there it is. Not listening to a single word Blue Shirt guy says. Just, just noise in his ear, like... Not necessarily good form, but you know yep. what? American Universe. It's game over. So, um, yep, they just jettison uh, a winning player interview there. Like, just fuck it. We're just not doing it. Now, interestingly enough, uh, as I was sat down to plan out the stream and get all the parts all, all lined up, they've said they're not going to take any action against those guys. Uh, we're not going to take any action uh, against the, um, uh, the people that held up the sign. How very cool of you blizzard how very cool um so anyway uh as a result of this unbelievable punishment and as i said this is unprecedented this is a level of punishment i don't think i've ever fucking um seen before everyone now has an opinion on it right in the opinion as i said it's very simple what the opinion is there's there's one right opinion you shouldn't be, especially a Hong Kong national, is going to feel strongly about this. Um, and obviously, they're going to... like He wants to express an issue that is super important uh, to his people. It's, it's as simple as that. Um, now, you can say, sure, please don't do that again. You know he's made his point. He's made his stand, uh, and you leave it. You leave it there. I think. I think. I'm not even in the boat where I would say, "Oh, you know, pulling him on one side and saying something about it is bad." You know, but like any form of punitive measure to him in the situation he's in is egregious. To kick him off the tour is beyond a joke. To take his prize money away is even worse, and then to ban him for an entire year. There's people that fucking fix games that don't have that happen to them. Um, so it, it, it seems crazy to me uh, how far uh, they, they went on this. Now, everybody came out. There was lots of people coming out and having the opinion that basically what what Blizzard did sucked. Uh, one of my um, favorite guys in, in, in Hearthstone... Uh, Brian Kibler did a did a great post on this. Um, now, obviously, just to give you a little bit of context and flavor, um, 
I have had I've worked with Brian on a few occasions. I've had the pleasure of having lunch with Brian and drinks with Brian. He's one of my um, favorite esports guys. He's incredibly intelligent, incredibly measured. Um, and you want to know what else is great about Brian? We probably like we don't agree on some things. I think, and um, we've talked actually about politics, and we've had very sensible measured rational discussions even when we've held different positions on certain issues um and i don't need to elucidate on what they are just that brian is a guy capable of hearing the other the other side and i'm certainly somebody that's capable of hearing the other side and i've had some wonderful conversations with this guy over drinks sober i i think he's just an incredible ambassador for esports unbelievably intelligent just a wonderful guy wish him every success in his life he's he's and also it's got to be said phenomenally talented at what he does one of the best commentators in sort of card games uh, of all time um <clears throat> now uh, you know he uh he put out a statement and i was like oh god what's you know brian you're, you're wading into some territory here so i was a little bit worried about it um i was a little bit worried about where it might go because obviously when these kind of um statements get put out you never really know which side personalities people you admire are going to fall on well i think brian pretty much did the ideal uh job of summarizing it uh, so i'll read it for you he said i certainly never expected that my position in the hearthstone community would lead me to making a statement on sensitive topics regarding international relations but i have always viewed my strange place as a public figure in gaming as an opportunity to try and make the world a better place in whatever way i can so here we are here are the facts as I understand them. After finishing his final match of the second season of the Asia Pacific Hearthstone Grandmasters, Hong Kong player Ng Blitzchung Waishung appeared on the official Taiwanese Hearthstone stream for his post-game interview wearing a gas mask. He lifted the mouthpiece and shouted in Chinese, Liberate Hong Kong, Revolution of Our Age, a rallying cry in the ongoing protests in Hong Kong. On Tuesday, Blizzard announced their ruling claiming that Blitzchung violated one of the Hearthstone Grandmaster's rules against engaging in any act in Blizzard's, that in Blizzard's sole discretion brings you into public disrepute, offends a portion or group of the public, or otherwise damages Blizzard's image. The penalty they imposed was expelling Blitzchung from the Grandmaster's League entirely, including retroactively revoking the prize money he had earned throughout the season and additionally banning him from competing in events for a year. They also announced that they would no longer work with the casters involved in the controversial interview. I want to start by saying I feel what Blitzchung did was very brave. He knew that his actions would likely have serious consequences, not just for his future in Hearthstone, but possibly even for his personal safety, and I commend him for the fortitude that takes. Even so, I do think Blizzard was correct in issuing him a penalty for his actions. They do not want to set the precedent for their official broadcast being used as political tools. The players agreed to particular rules of behavior, and he did violate those rules. I've seen many descriptions of the situation claim that Blizzard took action against Blitzchung for his support of the Hong Kong protest, but that's not an entirely accurate description. They did not penalize him for his political stance. They penalized him for breaking the rules by using their broadcast to promote that political stance. Anyone who pays attention to my social media feed knows that I am not someone who shies away from politics. I'm frequently quite vocal about my views about what's going on in the United States. I have kept a deck entitled Election 2016 in my collection for three years, and it contains cards like Corruption, Doom, Validated Doomsayer, and I would rather risk alienating those who disagree with me rather than stay silent on matters that I consider important. But when I am on the desk for an official heart 
don't broadcast, I leave those views at home. Maybe I'll make a subtle snide remark on occasion, but I know that I am representing Blizzard in addition to myself. If I were to close the show with a speech about how I feel like Trump should be impeached, I wouldn't expect to be invited back for future events. I mean, the reality is if you did that, you'd, you'd be invited to work at the company full-time, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, all that having been said... <clears throat> There are additional factors at play here. The punishment meted out to Blitzchung is incredibly harsh. Uh, I could understand a fine or even a short suspension from competitive play, but removal from Grandmasters, clawing back the prize he already earned, and banning him for a full year seems completely overboard to an extent that feels completely unwarranted and unfair. I won't pretend to understand either the intricacies of the geopolitical situation in China and Hong Kong, or the full extent of Blizzard's business interests there, but to me this penalty feels like it is deeply rooted in both. The heavy-handedness of it feels like someone insisted that Blizzard make an example of Blitzchung, not only to discourage others from similar acts in the future, but also to appease those upset by the outburst itself. That kind of appeasement is simply not something I can in good conscience be associated with. When I learned about the ruling, I reached out to Blizzard and I informed them I am no I no longer feel comfortable casting the Grandmaster Finals at BlizzCon. I will not be a smiling face on camera that tacitly endorses this decision. Unless something changes, I will have no involvement in Grandmasters moving forward. However, I want to make clear that not everyone involved in GM has this luxury. Do not take your anger out on other casters or streamers or employees of Blizzard. This is not the kind of decision that comes from the rank and file. Most likely, they're just as angry as you are. I know I am. So, that's that, that pretty much is how you handle <clears throat> your business like this. I don't think what what you know what Brian's done he hasn't jeopardized his relationship with Blizzard I don't think by this permanently although you know <clears throat> what I know about games developers and in particular Activision Blizzard is they are unbelievably petty so they might take this as an unbelievable slight and maybe uh they never have Brian Kibler back I think Hearthstone would be a far far worse place without him um but equally as well this is a guy who much like I talked about, you know, why I won't work events in China for Counter-Strike for the exact same reason, despite being offered, and I'm talking insane amounts of money, I am talking four times my regular day rate for an event, which is, you know, already pretty sizable, um, you know, we're talking basically like $4,000 a day kind of money. Uh, and I've turned that down because I don't want to go out to, um, I don't want to go out and go to China and smile and be like, listen, this is fine. Because it's not fine. Um, but for someone like Brian, even somebody like Brian in his position to basically say, I'm turning down BlizzCon like the biggest hearthstone gig shows unbelievable fortitude of character and unbelievable just principles it's just another reason why i respect the guy so um i i think the way he handled this is absolutely perfect and again as i said me and brian might disagree on some stuff politically but agreement is so fucking overrated I hate people who say well I don't always agree with what you say like you don't need to shut the fuck up agreement is like this you know it, it's such an overrated thing to share you know it's like hey maybe you do why can't you just fucking vibe with people in, in, instead um, so it seems it seems to me um, 
you know that this 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 is an example that i would i would like to see emulated honestly by all the commentators but equally i understand brian's in a unique position because he's somebody who has a you know is a games developer somebody who's got very strong ties to magic the gathering obviously somebody who is uh certainly uh, been very successful both as a player developer commentator you know does a variety of things not everybody is in the position uh he is which is something he acknowledges um so, the that prompted a few other people to come out. They started um, saying, "Listen, you know, we're not gonna, you know, we, we don't agree with it either." Kriparian, another streamer I like, he came out and said something uh, about it as well, about how you know he hopes Blizzard will reconsider the punishment because it's you know pretty ridiculous and. There were others as well. I mean, this this is something I noticed. I saw uh, somebody in the Overwatch League. By the way, if you there's a difference between being someone like Brian, who's essentially a freelancer. I mean, not essentially, he's a freelancer, can do what he wants, can pick and choose his gigs, um, and then being somebody who works in the Overwatch League, where if you work in the Overwatch League, go fuck yourself. This is somebody from Dallas Fuel. Uh, their, uh, I think, uh, coach, Jane, he's called, Justin, uh, Justin Conroy. He put a tweet out saying he didn't like uh what blizzard did uh and immediately was made to delete it he had to delete it uh because obviously you're not allowed it, wait you're on the blizzard teat and blizzard's on the china teat so the teat the human centipede of money tit just like this so he basically said um you know i i think what happened was uh way too much and i hope they'll reconsider it says here he recognized blizzard's right to enforce the rules but says the censorship and severity of the consequences brought against an individual who's campaigning for a human right social movement is uh, unacceptable so needless to say blizzard went to him privately and said get rid of that that comes down you can't work in the overwatch league and and have have this view have this opinion so away it goes again I and mean, this is just more wide censorship you're not allowed to have an opinion of fuck china fuck the chinese government and make money with blizzard apparently it just seems to be ridiculous um uh, so you'll notice unlike the uh unlike the nba which is at least standing with the GM that set off this fucking torch paper. Nobody is standing with Blitzchung. And and Blizzard is saying, anybody who does stand with Blitzchung, the best you can hope for is you're getting told to fucking delete and suppress that opinion. There would likely be punitive measures if other people come out in solidarity. Brian's in a good position to do it because he's a, he's a community figurehead but doesn't work for Blizzard, has no ties to anybody that has a direct tie to Blizzard. He's an independent in every sense of the word. Jane and other people who obviously obviously don't like this they're in a tough spot they're in a very difficult position now despite me earlier as well saying um oh you know these staff that they should walk out on blizzard they're fucking complicit no it's been a shit show internally i'm working on a report right now i had some blizzard employees reach out to me i haven't had time to type it up today because i was planning out this stream because you know out of twitter gulag back on twitch wanted to you know basically uh you know talk about this with you guys first before writing up stuff but i had some blizzard employees like reach out to me and it's a shit show over there it is a shit show there are people legitimately saying if this isn't resolved and they don't uh reduce the punishments uh and they don't release a statement they're gonna resign so there are some uh you know 
I'm not going to tell you what level of seniority these people are at, but there are some Blizzard employees who said enough's enough, and they, they are going to resign, and they are going to walk away, and I see fucking power to them, and the beauty of it is, listen, I know enough about this industry, if you've worked for Activision Blizzard, trust me guys, don't be afraid, you're going to walk into another job, you're going to walk into another job, and you will not have to put up with their bullshit, I know, listen, I know how hard they're working you over there, I know how fucking, I know about the tyrants in the departments, I know about the business people they brought in, Pete Villastelica and and guys like this, I know and I sympathize, right? Like, I'll bang on Activision Blizzard all day, every day, because the holistic entity is scum. I know there are good people over there. You gotta tap out for me at this point. This is where you have to get the tap out. Enough's enough, you know, and, and, and get away from it. I know, you know, we all know Blizzard as we know it's dead anyway. So what are we all doing here? We are, we are now being complicit in just a grotesque money-making machine that lies about everything to the public, that doesn't care about its consumers. All it cares about is its next quarterly shareholder call. You know, it, it, it is a company. It is an empty entity. It's basically, you're looking at the moment before a star implodes and becomes a black hole that's where activision blizzard is by the way it's not it's it's creating content and games that have less and less value that mean less and less people aren't engaging with them as much it's really telling isn't it that people who are like you know hey now they're just repackaging games that they've already made hey here's wow classic just like how it used to be here's here's warcraft 3 remastered why don't you make warcraft 4 guys why don't you why don't you sit down make a game put some love and some craft into a game again like you used to instead of loot box mechanics they're never gonna do that they are at the pre-black hole moment they're gonna implode just get out get out man go work for a company that actually gives a fuck instead of making overwatch 2 with pve elements and mobile compatibility do you want that on your fucking resume all the while they're fucking doing shit like this as well like ugh. god there's not a fucking shower that can clean off that grime get out so there, there are people within Blizzard uh, that are 100% just, you know, listen, we're out. One of the things that they did, uh, by the way, uh, it's a shame it's this guy revealed it. For those who don't know, uh, Kevin Hovdestad is an ex-games journalist that got hired by Blizzard. And on the day Total Biscuit died, he was one of the guys that said it's good. So, fuck this cunt forever, by the way. Um um uh, yeah 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 this is one of the guys that pretty much high-fived and celebrated my friend's death so he's not a good person he, um and he shouldn't really be talking about stuff like this but whatever he's the guy who did a tweet uh where he said not everyone at blizzard agrees with what happened uh the think globally and every voice matters values have been covered up uh by incensed employees this morning Um, and that's what they did, because obviously, if you know anything about corporations, they all have values that they, that, what they mean when they, when they have values is, here's a list of things we think the general public will like to hear, and here's these, and, and similarly, we have no intention, actually, of ever living by these standards. Uh, that's pretty much what corporate values are. Corporate values are a bunch of buzzwords and slogans, don't really mean anything. It's like when Google used to say don't don't do evil don't be evil it's like what does that even mean you you're giving technology to the fucking chinese government to 
to help censor people. You you've got your own tech that's been used by drones. Um, you, you, where, where, which part of this is don't be evil? You 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 manipulate data. You censor things, even right here in the states where you ain't supposed to be doing that. Um, you claim it's an algorithm. You hide behind. You know, all of this sounds pretty evil to me, guys. Just saying, but whatever. You know, corporate values. They uh they 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 don't fucking you know. They don't mean anything. But one of the things is every voice matters. Well, the hilarity of Activision Blizzard saying every voice matters and then basically banning a player uh, for an entire year, taking back his earnings, memory-holding the interview, um, and firing the staff that were present during the interview. Every voice doesn't matter to you, Blizzard. China, China is a voice matters because, you know, there's money. That's what that means. Uh, but there have been some uh, internal protests and there have been some people threatening to resign. I can definitely 100% confirm that. Uh, that's definitely something that's going on. Uh, the other thing to talk about in regards uh, to Activision Blizzard is they're, they're not going to release a, a statement. I mean, they are literally um, just trying to ride this out and Boycott Blizzard or Blizzard Boycott actually started to trend on Twitter it was very bizarre that it had tens of thousands of tweets but it didn't trend uh, but then it did it kicked in and it started to trend uh, very strange because whenever I wake up any any old hashtag that's anti-Trump even if it's only got 50 people tweeting about it trends immediately far be it from me to suggest that they're oh I don't know manipulating what you see every day but you know conspiracy theories Richard conspiracy theories um but anyway, yeah, the big, uh, the big uh, corporations that you know, something trending about boycotting Activision Blizzard, one of the biggest media groups in the world, that never trends. That that doesn't trend at all. But it eventually did. It got there eventually. Somebody pressed the button after it was clearly being um, actively suppressed, and they've not released a statement. And they're not going to release a statement about any of this. Blizzard think this is going to blow over. They think you're stupid. They think they're going to release Call of Duty and uh, you're all going to go back to playing video games and stop giving a fuck about people, you know, being allowed to express themselves politically. That's that's what they think you are. That's what they think of you, right? They've had the meeting. They've had the meeting where all the fucking suits with their, you know, barely got their fucking fat bellies all stuffed in, all puffing cigars. So what are we going to do about this boycott blizzard thing? <laughs> boycott? The plebs will never boycott us. We make the things they want. We own Candy Crush and that's addictive. <laughs> that's what they think of you. That's what they think of you. So don't let that be true. All right? Don't let that be true. Interesting point, by the way. Something to be mindful of. If you want to cancel, right? If you want to cancel with Blizzard right now, if you want to go over and cancel your Battle.net, cancel your WoW subscription, can whatever, they're asking uh, for you to upload a government-issued photo ID to do it. So, <clears throat> far be it from me to suggest that there's something weird or strange or problematic about that. Um, 
But there have been multiple people complaining about it, saying if you go over and you go to remove my Blizzard account, they want you to attach a photo ID uh, and upload it. Uh, people have been uh, suggesting you use fake, um, you know, IDs to do it, uh, which you can just sort of, you know, get the McLovin ID from fucking Superbad and upload that. Uh, but basically, yep, if you want to close your account and remove all your data, they're asking for a government ID to do it. It seems to be 100% genuine uh, based on what I'm seeing, uh, based on the number of reports about it. Now, people are saying, oh, they've got this data anyway. They don't have photographs of you. Um, but I like to think people could see... This is a protest that's driven about a company doing business to appease China. I don't know how I feel about giving a photo, a government-issued photo ID to a company that, first of all, we've seen from some of the apps they use around BlizzCon, don't care about your data protection at all. And then second of all, are, in, are clearly this deeply entrenched with the Chinese government. No thanks, actually. No thanks. I think I, I, I think this kind of reeks of a potential, not like a class action, but I think if you complain to a consumer rights group, there's no way that this can be a necessary component of canceling your account and having your data removed from a company. That makes no sense. To get rid of your game data and your account, you must give us more data. No, 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 no. Richard says no. I don't think that's something that's going to fly at all. Um, but certainly something to be mindful of. And again, it's so quintessentially Activision Blizzard. Um, you know, it's just, hey, listen, want to get out? You got to give us a little something. Even just to get out of it. Gibberish. Absolute nonsense. Uh, now, look, just a reminder that while all this is uh, blowing over, let me just remind you. So, uh, remember, this is the company that cares so much about representation and diversity that when it, when it comes to the Chinese market, they absolutely 100% removed black characters from the game on the basis that it isn't culturally safe uh it, it has to be uh this is this is something that people need to remember wait sorry i, I just realized i'm using the new reddit which is just pure aids um here it is so this is uh, what they did in Diablo Immortal. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Diablo Immortal was basically the uh, mobile game that was kind of made uh, for the Chinese market. And they just cut the Witch Doctor out. They just cut the Witch Doctor out. Uh, just gone. Just And, and, and they can say, um, you know, oh, that's just a coincidence. The one black character gone. Out you go. Uh, and you can see that they did like this interview uh, and, and uh, they, they gave a non-committal answer about maybe which doctor will be in there later, maybe. Um, but they've also done other stuff um, where they obviously Tyriel, uh, the character in Diablo, is uh, black. Well, <laughs> uh, the Chinese market, apparently, uh, you know, they... they 
not they're not too uh they're not too mad keen on that um so they basically uh have a fa the faceless angel version you don't get you don't get the uh the full you know black guy under the cowl you're not allowed to see that um and as i said this is something that's been ongoing it was uh it, this is kind of an open secret that again just didn't blow up because it's activision blizzard and they got friends in the media and nobody calls them out on the shit they do because hey they make overwatch so they're trying to make a game for progressives so when they do things that are like provably fucking racist uh or, or things that are just gross to appease uh you know the chinese market absolutely fine um we're just going to ignore that but um this is something that uh, has been been going on for a while if you google it as well there's a there's a thread out there somewhere where a net ease i think it is employee comes in and basically says yeah you know we're not um we, we, we you know we don't think a black uh, character would fly particularly well in china people wouldn't want to play him anyway so there's no point in putting him in the game is basically what they say and again i'll give you the classic example of uh the the uh this just to let you know this is a real thing that all corporations do Here's the uh, aforementioned Star Wars post. Obviously, this isn't a reflection of Activision Blizzard. This is just something old corporations do. You'll see Finn. There he is. How you doing, my man? Your uh, story arc got completely ruined by Ryan Johnson. He's almost as bad as China. Uh, maybe worse in some ways. Uh, sorry, John Boyega. But in China... You're going to notice a subtle difference here. I, I, I can't quite put my finger on it, guys. I, I, I can't. I just can't. There's something... There's something missing, dudes. There's something missing. Weird, isn't it? Weird. And again, all these big companies, all these big corporations... They're all right with this, by the way. They actively do this. If you think I'm, if you think I'm making uh, broad sweeping stereotypes that might, in and of themselves, be problematic, because Richard, you just don't understand Chinese culture. There's a, there's a, there was one film in particular, right? Marvel make movies to do, to make money. Uh, and they want them to play out as well as they can in the Chinese market. We're actually at a stage now where movie companies, what they do, they even make two versions of films now. You have one for the Chinese market, which has certain scenes in, and sometimes even whole characters are inserted in, you know, just to play out in China. And and they edit stuff out, and they change certain things, and stuff like that. And then you have the one that you package out to the Americans. Now, Marvel, if you ever wondered, wait, I'm going to say this, guys. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Miss Obama, get down. I'm going to say it. Black Panther was an average superhero movie it was an average superhero movie and i understand why it was a cultural milestone for a lot of people 
and I'm not taking anything away from those people. And if it talked to you on that basis, absolutely fine with it. But it was a very average, functional superhero movie. The idea that it was getting nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars is frankly laughable and risible and is the worst kind of pandering. Um, just saying. And in fact, I remember because we did this on the podcast, I'm sure some of you guys remember this. Do you remember how all the critics were giving it 10, 100%, 10, 100%, 10, 10, 10? So it had a 100% Rotten Tomatoes score, and then one critic, a guy from Ireland, gave it like an average rating, and it dropped to 96, and they dragged him. And they said, how dare he not give this film, you know, 10 out of 10, 100%, the max, so it can retain. He's a white supremacist. It was unbelievable the reaction to this film and how you weren't allowed to criticize it in any way shape or form what marvel did marvel knew that this movie wasn't gonna pan out well in china and it was very important to push through the media channels this idea that the film was more culturally significant than it actually was to make money woke capitalism nobody ever talks about black panther as an example of woke capitalism that's exactly what it was because there were so many lies in the media about it it was so there were so many lies in the press right it was literally like there has never been a black superhero before it's like guys did you need me to list them all do i have to do i have to bring up spawn do I have to bring up Blade? Like, do we do we need to do this to, to, to puncture through the fucking lies? But, you know, listen, it's fine. It, there's never been one on this scale. We all agree. But no, they had to push this movie because it wasn't going to make money in China. That's it. It's got nothing to do with the fucking, oh, the liberal agenda. It's not. It's money. It's money, guys. Wake the fuck up. It's money. It's always money. What next? It's money. It's the same story it's always been. So, let, let me just give you a, an article on Black Panther playing out in China. A torture for the eyes. Chinese moviegoers think Black Panther is just a little too black. It's just a little too black. You see. And now we're going to start touching on some real fucking shit. Because you have to ask yourself, wait a minute, racism's bad. Black representation in the arts is good. Why would we pander to a market that rejects these ideas hmm interesting marvel's first black superhero film black panther made a strong debut in china taking in more than 63 million this weekend and helping it cross the billion dollar mark globally that's now the new yardstick of, of a successful movie it must make a billion dollars globally or it was a commercial failure that's how these big corporations think and while the film filled seats in china didn't exactly bring in rave reviews from Chinese audience. In fact, online reviews hint at subtle racism and discomfort with the all-black cast. You know what Black Panther's about. We know about Wakanda, right? But the movie 
which comes as a timely portrayal and celebration of blackness half a century after Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination is hardly resonating with Chinese audiences. On Duban, Chinese IMDb-esque platform, the film only holds a 6.8 rating out of 10, and almost half of science fiction and action movies rated by Duban users have a better score. Outside of China, Black Panther is on track to become the highest rated superhero movie of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes. 97% of reviews from critics have been positive. Some moviegoers disliked Black Panther because they felt Marvel was trying too hard to be politically correct, while many reviewers stopped short of leaving overtly racist comments about the film. Many discussed their comfort of being surrounded by too much blackness. Maybe the Chinese are still not used to a film full of black people, wrote one reviewer. The commentator said he had to pinch himself more than 10 times to stay awake during the movie because Black Panther is black. All the major characters are black. A lot of scenes are black. The car chasing scene is black. The blackness has made me really drowsy. Another reviewer came into the theatre late, made a similar observation. When I entered the theatre, a bunch of black people were fighting in the night. I've never been in a theatre so dark that I couldn't find my seat. That's what we call a racist comment. That's what we call racism, you see, right there. That's what we... That's racism. And... This is... This is how it... This is how it goes. Like, you... They, they take black actors off posters to promote movies in china they take black characters out of video games to sell video games in china and the world keeps turning and everyone pretends this is okay because it's china it's not okay and you don't get to have your big lofty principles here in America where it's safe. And no one is really going to challenge you on the idea racism is bad. Because everybody knows racism is bad. Why don't you take those ideas and attitudes to a culture that clearly could use a little bit of fucking enlightening in my view? Why don't you be brave, Activision Blizzard? If we're building these bridges, why not do it for marginalized groups? Why won't you do it? Why won't you do it? Because you talk a good game here domestically. Um, oh yeah, okay. You're right, I should. Uh, this is a classic. Everyone's seen this. It's a meme, but it's also real. It's a very good point. I'm going to show you the poster they used to promote Black Panther in China. I shouldn't laugh. And Black Panther in America. There's a subtle difference. I want to see if you can tell me what it is. Hmm. Hmm. That's real, <laughs> guys. That's real. Hey, come and see the movie. Maybe he's a robot. It's okay. You like robots, right? And we all do business in this market 
knowing this is it and we people from the company that came up with this poster to sell it in china come out and do interviews where they cry and say how amazing it is that finally we're, we're recognizing black history in the superhero movie genre but not in china never in china never in china can't be recognized in china it's too much money they don't like it so you know unbelievable it's unbelievable and I'm in the same position as you, guys. Like, I'm laughing. But it, I, but I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm laughing at how ridiculous it is. But then I catch myself. And I remember this is real. And this is how black people are represented in the biggest media market, the growing market in the world. And nobody will stand with the people they claim to stand with here where it's safe. But it doesn't matter where it's safe. And this is the key point for all of this. For Blitzchung. And, and, and everybody. At, if you're not going to fucking stand in the firing line. You ain't standing with people at all. You see. If you're not willing to take the risks. You don't believe in the cause. That is a fucking basic principle. And I can't believe that these companies, these corporations, will lecture you and me about how good they are and how they're changing the world. And you're too fucking scared to put a black man on a poster to advertise a movie about blackness. You fucking cowards. Don't talk to me. I don't take their money. You do. Just before we start going down all these American uh, companies, that that because it's not just Activision Blizzard by any stripe that are, that are guilty. I just want to remind you, there is an inherent hypocrisy in what Activision Blizzard did because Activision Blizzard, I, again, much like I agree with Brian's uh, Brian Kibler's statement about how they don't want broadcasts to to become de facto political platforms i get it i totally understand it the reality is to infringe on a player's right to express themselves politically yet your ceos and your uh, um, high-ranking executives are out there expressing themselves politically again it's unconscionable if you're saying that you don't want people to express themselves politically on broadcasts in public whatever then it's got to start at home and just a reminder of what they did in 2017 so you can see the blizzard entertainment ceo came in and uh this is in february 2017 and um basically said he had a problem with trump's muslim ban and how it affected the uh games industry now there's a i'll read you the statement uh, a number of you have reached out to me about the recent u.s executive order banning refugees and barring citizens from iran iraq libya somalia sudan syria and yemen from entering the united states for 90 days i share the concerns that many of you and many within our industry have expressed the executive order issued on friday directly affected a small number of our employees and their families and supporting them is a priority for us our hr and legal teams are in touch with those impacted 
and are providing travel guidance as well as legal assistance and further counseling as needed. If you need to talk to anyone about the impact of the order, please reach out to your HR partner. We'll monitor the situation and, and others for further development so we can continue to provide resources and support. The executive order strikes an incredibly sharp contrast to the values on which our company was founded. We are and always will be a company that strives for inclusion, embraces diversity, and treats one another with respect. This is the very foundation of what makes not just our company, but America great, which is why I'm so troubled by these actions. Regardless of where you are from, what your religious beliefs are, our strength is in diversity. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me directly. So, just uh, just a few things, right? Think, you know, if you, uh, if, if you want to hold up this idea of hey we should be you know listen i think that's a very fine statement i think it's a very fine statement i'm glad you made that statement i got no issue with that statement you know but how is it that you can put this statement out how is it you can show compassion to people affected by that presidential executive order and say you've got legal teams on standby and counselors on standby and yet here we have a guy living in Hong Kong, a country ravaged by protests, come out and show solidarity with the people protesting for fundamental freedoms and your response is to ban him from your tournaments and pretend that he doesn't fucking, um, you know, exist. To punish him and penalize him. Wait, is train here? Am I gonna have to go? Alright, I'm checking Twitter train. You have my attention. When when does the podcast start? Your podcast, I mean. I've got forty five minutes. Man, I might need some alcohol though, dude. Yeah, okay. I'm in. You get some wine, you decadent fuck. All right, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Okay, so guys, I have had my calling. My beautiful train has uh, come to get me. So I'm, I'm going to hustle and um, get, get around. There's a corner store that sells liquor. So I'm going to get liquor. Oh, hey, thanks for the gifted subs, train, you fucking crazy fuck. I love you, man. Appreciate it, dog. Uh, I'll see you in about 30, 45 minutes. Uh, but anyway, um, just to round out what, what I'm talking about here, I guess we'll have to make this a two-parter. I'll be back t uh, tomorrow to finish this off, I guess. But yeah, we need to um, really take a long, hard look at like why Activision Blizzard didn't offer fucking support to the guys that you know could have used it, you know? Why isn't there any support for the Hong Kong players that are affected? What about the Chinese players? You know, you, you don't care. You don't care because money is the bottom fucking line, dude. Um, yeah, and I saw that's admirable too. I've had the pleasure of working with him. He's a cool guy. Misunderstood dude. Um, really nice dude. Uh, great to work with. So, Activision Blizzard, right? Big corporations. Because I ain't finished. Because I'm going on this China rant. And I need y'all to understand why uh, I have never, um, ever got on the whole... Listen, 
there was maybe a small window of opportunity of China kind of opening up a little bit, and maybe we could, and then this G guy got in, and then it was just fucking GG, uh, because you know as soon as, um, as as, as soon as you have a, a a dictator essentially that comes in and um, makes mockery of him a crime, and again interesting. Parallels in America, by the way, where you have politicians saying it should be illegal, uh, it should be an imprisonable offense to criticize politicians. It wasn't Donald Trump who said that, by the way. Oh, no, no, no. Apparently chanting, lock her up, That should, you should be arrested for that. You know, um, if you mock politicians on Twitter, you should be investigated. You know, this is not, if you're a public figure, Mockery and ridicule is the currency you're going to have to traffic in. And I struggle with it, and I'm, I'm a nobody by comparison. But I get my fair share of mockery and abuse. And it's tough, it's hard, because I'm a human, and it's hard to keep the perspective. But the principle is that, listen, if you're mocking me, uh, that's your entitlement, that's your right. And it should never be taken away, and it shouldn't be taken away just because I'm butthurt, and um, I have power to flex, and I can I can abuse it. I don't have to listen to it. I don't have to like it. I can insulate myself from it, but you shouldn't be deplatformed for doing it. And and as soon as you get a dictator that comes in and says mockery of me is a crime, where are we at with that country? You know, and, and I think it's interesting. <laughs> We've made more inroads into North Korea probably the last three years than we have with China. Which is not to, in any way, support their fucking vile regime. And if it was down to me, well, we won't get into that. But, um, you know, there, 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 are, there, are, there are regimes around the world that we don't tolerate and they're doing everything that china is doing and china are doing worse and and we enable it and, and allow it because of china's economic position and nothing more we don't let middle eastern uh countries do this unless they have oil right you know saudi can do it sure i mean hell we put fucking this is i mean it's, again it's not just a china problem it is a western problem i guess because we let china do all this stuff we let saudi do crazy shit as well why because they got oil we put saudi as the, as the head of the human rights council on the un saudi arabia head of human rights well, they let the women drive now, Richard. Yeah, yeah, oh. The, 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 the times, they are changing. Like, they, that, that's a real thing that happened. Like, it's a Western problem. Because we need oil and we need money. And we're addicted to this shit. We're addicted to our lifestyle. All of this, all of this garbage, all of this bullshit, we're just addicted to it. Like high-speed PCs and high-speed internet and consumer goods and we need it and media sensory overload and oil and energy and we're just addicted to it. We couldn't live a fucking day of hardship in our lives anymore. I'm, I'm talking, I'm including me, we're all just pussies and we've, we, 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 we've forgotten what it's like to actually have to work for our things 
to, to, to eat. Meanwhile, the majority of the world lives in abject fucking poverty. Some people are just born, starve, and die. That happens, and we don't have to think about it because of what we've insulated. This is what we've got, right? So it's a Western problem, honestly. We, we will allow any regime around the world to do anything as long as it can feed us what we need, whether it's oil, whether it's gas, whether it's uh, the, the, the sale of, you know, a huge market to sell goods to. We, we, will, we will turn a blind eye to anything and everything. And, and there's, no way to, there's no way to unhook yourself. <laughs> there's no way to unplug yourself from all of this bullshit. You know, listen, I laugh at fucking socialists that, you know, <laughs> fight the revolution sent from iPhone. It's a joke. It, 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 you know, you're not fighting no revolution. You won't even, you won't even hook yourself from the technology. You know, you're right to laugh at people like that. But it, at least there's some vague sentiment there that you know there's something wrong. <laughs> you know, it's just, what, what, what do you do at this point? And it turns out, if you live in America... You can't do anything because it's company after company after company. It's corporate interests, and they are all doing the same thing. They are all fucking giving in, bowing down to China. There are so many uh, of these companies. Let's start with a really important one. It's 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 uh, it's horrifying and mind blowing uh, to me that this happened. Apple, right? Everyone likes Apple. It's the hipster tech revolution. Um, they there was an app. Uh, there was an app that was released over uh, in Hong Kong uh, that basically was coded because this is uh, that's a shame. Um, I'm, I'm gonna have to get you another link for this. Uh, yeah, this should do it. Hopefully, this isn't going to strobe. I'm pretty sure Engadget's okay. Uh, right. So, uh, th there's an app. Like, in terms of what's been going on with the Hong Kong protesters, they are some of the most tech-savvy and well-informed protesters you're ever likely to see around the world. They have an understanding of how face... The reason they wear masks, because facial recognition technology is being used by the government to track them. It's not paranoia. It's something that legitimately is happening. They um, are understanding how to insulate themselves from risk uh, as much as they can while still making their political voice heard. And you'll see all sorts of clips and videos of them doing unbelievably creative approaches to combating problems. They've got the... What's the gas? Is it nitrous oxide? Not nitrous oxide. Uh... Um, dry ice, basically, where they, uh, they, um, they, they can disarm the tear gas grenades and they're, they're, they, they're using it to stop the, the, they literally can get the tear gas, you cover it in the dry ice and it locks it all in. Um, and so it's a very technologically advanced revolution. And one of the things they've been doing is they have, uh, an app so you can track the police. Um, now that app was removed they took it off uh the apple store and they came out and defended that decision and they said we believe this decision is the best to protect our users that is very contradictory 
um, as I'll demonstrate. But they said um, that they had credible information that the app had been used maliciously to target police officers for violence. There's zero evidence of this, by the way. Um, and to victimize individuals and property where no police are present. That kind of behavior would violate App Store guidelines, prohibiting any app being used for personal harm. However, critics argue that the app does not show the location of individual officers, which it doesn't, uh, so it could not be used to target law enforcement, which it can't. Um, they say there's no evidence that the app has been used to threaten police or public safety. It hasn't. Uh, there's no evidence to substantiate that claim. Um, and that apps like Waze, uh, which crowdsource information about police locations, are still in the App Store. So while Cook was likely hoping to set the record straight, that's Tim Cook or Tim Apple, as Donald Trump calls him, and quell the controversy, plenty of people are still upset with the decision. So let me let me uh, let me just explain uh, basically what was happening. There've been a lot of there's been heavy police presence throughout the Hong Kong protests. There have been people beaten. Um, there have been people hit with tear gas. People hit with beanbag guns. A lot of injuries. Protesters have lost eyes. We, as I said, we recently had a fatality, and this is something that's ongoing. So, as a result, what they wanted to do was keep themselves away from large groups of police presence. This is no different um, to sort of a, if you were to grab all of the information from a police scanner, right? Which, by the way, people use that all the time. The websites for that, right here in America, um, is police scanner information that's been broadcast out over the airwaves, and you just sort of take it so you can see roughly where the police are. Um, and it's taking this app off the store again is clearly a move to appease uh, the Chinese government. You know, maybe you can make an argument for it if you don't allow other similar apps. This one is specifically uh, for, for the Hong Kong protesters. And unfortunately, this is something that's probably going to, uh, you know, cost lives. Uh, this is why I, the argument that... Uh, this is why the argument that it's going to protect the users doesn't hold up. And this is what this is what Apple are complicit in. There's no getting away from this. There was a dead body uh, found in the sea, uh, back in um, the end of September. Uh, a 15-year-old protester uh, was killed. Um, and again, make of that what you will. Um, but basically, this is a news report uh, where a lot of people speculate that because she was a protester and people have reported that hong kong protesters have been going missing um there's there have been people turning up dead and nobody knows why or how um it, it's it, 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 there is absolutely a need of protesters to protect themselves and i i think if you, again if you're a conscientious company that does indeed care about human rights and human dignity and the right to protest without fatal reprisals i think taking that up i think you you clearly show you don't feel that way if you take that up off the store and 
as I said, it's not um, it's it's not just Apple. Everybody's kowtowing to China right now. This is a very egregious example because protesters are dying. Uh, the, the, and and the longer the protests go on, and the less flexibility that there is in their uh, attitudes, uh, the worse the worse it's going to get. The absolute worst it's going to get. The uh, the same company, by the way, Apple, that's removing an app to protect uh, yourself from police reprisals for pe for peaceful, essentially protests. Uh, they recently had a, uh, a a data leak, a, a vulnerability um, in their technology that just managed coincidentally. Um, hang on, uh, that's a bad leak for that. A bad link link for that. I'll get to QZ again. It just so happened that it it enabled the Chinese government to find out where the Uyghur Muslims were. And the, again, I'll, I'll t we'll talk about the Uyghur Muslims in just a bit when we do our little send-off about why China is such a problematic space to be doing business with. Um, basically, the iPhone had this security vulnerability, supposedly, um, that uh, basically enabled the government to get in and monitor people's uh, whereabouts and sort of, you know, where were, you know, the, the Uyghur Muslims are, um, you know, people that come from, you know, Turkey, there's groups in Turkey, Kazakhstan, uh, some in India, um, and uh, they were monitoring travel of any sort of Chinese citizens in case anybody had gone to these countries, and then they used those, the, they used that data to round them up and put them in camps. So, the the same company that is removing an app to keep hong kong protesters safe had a security vulnerability it did nothing about that enabled the chinese government to put people in con actual concentration camps and they claimed that uh it, it they, they they claimed that it was uh oh just that we were spied on we didn't you know we didn't know blah 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 make of that what you will 